Welcome to another episode of the SOL Podcast. I am Kevin, and this is where I talk to people that I'm friends with and sometimes not even friends with. And, you know, maybe then if I'm not friends with them, they'll, like, become my friends, and then I'll have, like, so many friends. The uh, four stars guys are here with me this time. It's, uh, I got Ada and Danny here. Great band, very fairly uh, new band. Uh, we talked for a long time, so I won't... Uh, I won't go into it too much, but um, real quick, a couple of things before I uh, get into that conversation with them. Some upcoming guardrail shows. Uh, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, we are playing in Naperville tonight, March 6th at uh, the 105. Um, we're with the Problematics, the Seasides, and the Magnifiers, who you may remember from Snooze Fest. Um, I think tickets are like 10 bucks, so... Come hang out in the suburbs. Uh, if you're a if you're a city dweller, we're also playing next Thursday on the twelfth at Burlington Bar with um, Church Girls, Chicken Happen, and Wet Tropics. Uh, that one I don't know with the price or anything, but you go to our Facebook page, you'll find it. Uh, we also just announced that we are opening up for Bowling for Soup. At the end of April, I guess it's technically mid-April, so April 19th, uh, Sunday before our record comes out. So if you want to hear a couple of new songs or something, come out to that show. It's going to be fucking awesome. Bowling for Soup are, you know, heroes of ours, and it's exciting. So, And our friends The Runaround are joining us for that one as well. Uh, that's all, uh, I think, for now, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, just hop on into this conversation I had with Ada and Danny of Four Stars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the whole... Uh, any, and you could have picked any word in your entire vocabulary. And it took you that long. <laughs> Come up with the thing that you were just doing involuntarily. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, oh, welcome. Tiny Moving Parts album. Breathe. They just put it out. Okay, I don't listen to them at all. So Real Big Fish beer. There you go. I listen to Real Big Fish, so I can deal with that. So I'm sitting here with four stars. Well, two of the four stars, dudes. Um, you want to introduce yourselves just so people know the voice? All right. This is Danny. I play bass. And uh, this is Ada. I sing and play guitar. Right on. So you guys just put out a new EP mm -hmm. called Headspace. It's pretty awesome. It's four songs. Um, you also recorded it with Nick Diener, correct? Yes, yep. sir. Papa Nick. So yeah, we're just a... Uh... We're all Diener fam now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're the Diener fam. So, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about um, the whole process of... of the EP just like oh dude you're gonna love this going back to going back to like even just writing or and then just kind of take us through the journey a little bit so the EP was mostly I would say we did a lot of the writing for it last year or the year before we went to go record it 
2017. We okay. had tested these songs out as tougher than you thought with our live audiences. No, and no, we're, like, we're like, okay, maybe these ones work and these ones don't. And uh, once we had them ready, we did pre-production with our friend Javier Degante. Okay. He came to our studio, uh, just set up some mics. We demoed out all the songs because we were like, yeah, we're going to do a pre-pro with Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> then we, you know, made the trip out to Michigan. As you know, it's uh, pretty taxing. About yeah, five hours. Five, so. six hour drive. It's a good time for sure. <laughs> we decided to leave in the morning instead of getting there like the night before because we were planning. Oh, originally, we were like, let's go the night so before. So you left the day, yeah. Th- like the I morning like of your first day? Yes. Oh, fuck. That so, was a mistake. Yeah. This, this is great. So we're on the way, and I was like, hey, Ivan, Ivan's the drummer. Yeah. I was like, Ivan, we're going to record this EP untraditionally. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, we're going to go in there, and I'm going to look at Nick Diener, and I'm going to be like, hey, man, we're going to do vocals first. Next to a metronome. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, what? Are you sure you can do vocals to a metronome? I was like, yeah. I want to lay down vocals first and build the rest of the EP around that. And they were like, uh, okay. And I was like, so Ivan, you have to ride shotgun and stay awake the whole ride because shotgun can't fall asleep, dude. So, uh-huh. like, this is your job. And he's like, all right, cool. So the whole ride, you know, I would stay awake and he was struggling and we get there and we're setting up and we're talking about everything and Nick's like, all right, we're doing drums. And Ivan's like, are you? Oh, no. (laughs) So backstory to that. So (laughs) the reason why Ivan was kind of like, oh, what the fuck? So can we swear on this? Oh, absolutely. Oh, awesome. Cool. So the reason Ivan was um, a little disgruntled was because he had like not slept in 30 something hours because he stayed up all night the night before. He was up till like 3 or 4 a.m. He had slept like maybe four or five hours from like a day before <laughs> Oh my god! The, all that. So like he woke up. So he stayed up all night and then... Like all night and, and then, then all was day. up for a full... <laughs> and then up for the drive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he like woke you up. You dick. <laughs> four hours, didn't eat, went to work, worked a double, came to Ada's house, ate a little bit and... You know, we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do, we don't got to do drums. Oh, and he worked a double. Yeah, so he was like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Like, we're up to, like, 4 a.m. And he's like, okay, at this point, I'm just going to stay up and, like, close his (laughs) eyes for 20 minutes. And he's like, all right, I woke up and was like, all right, guys, it's time. Everybody start getting up. We got to go, 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 go. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Yeah. so he's starving. A total of four hours of sleep for the whole week, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like walking zombie at this point part of me thinks like maybe the adrenaline of like almost dying due to lack of sleep like might help <laughs> but uh i take it that wasn't the case honestly he got out there and killed it yeah. yeah he was like he would have to play the songs like two or three times through and then they right. would just be like all right let me get this one thing well, just listen all right i got everything because i mean like you know with him it's mm-hmm. he'll take whatever you know if he's he was explaining this to us, like, just, you guys do what I tell you, trust me, whatever, yeah, everything yeah. that I got, he's, I can, like... He's got a process. Yeah, he can, like, take it all and, you know, piece it together if he mm-hmm. wants to. So he, um, he was like, I've got everything I need to complete this, like, next song. Yeah, it's very, it's nice, because even if, like, say you had a, a take that was just perfect, except for, like, one fill. Yeah. yeah. You could just take that, that part of another take where you didn't know that fill, and just kind of... You know, Frankenstein it together. Exactly. Yeah, it's. I love it. Yeah, I love that. He's he's pretty quick with it. He's like, all right, yeah. so here's what I got. So like, I love that he he'll just you know you you're you're done with that song on drums. He's like, all right, give me a few minutes, and then he's just like, just you know, yeah, uh, uh, putting things together, and he's like, all right, 
here's uh, here's what I got so far, and then just plays, and you're like, sick, all right, yeah. and then <laughs> I think on to the next. Powerful wizard. Drums were the, one of the shortest days for us, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Surprisingly like- enough, I thought Ivan was just going to like be one of his worst, but <laughs> he was at one of his best. Yeah, he was on top of it. Emotionally? Shit. Probably not. Like, he was like, <laughs> he was like just, don't talk just, to me. <laughs> on the verge of tears the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's cool. It's like, it, it, that's the other thing, too, is, like, with drums, it's, like, you, you know, when it comes to guitars and stuff, you're messing with tones and all that yeah. stuff. So, like, with drums, it's pretty straightforward for the most part that you just get them mic'd up, make sure the levels are good and everything's tuned up and ready to go. And, and then it. Just, just rip it. it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you did it, uh, so, so... You did it the opposite of how you thought it was going to go. So you yeah. have drums and then you... Did you kind of like, you know, do guitars and vocals and kind of like mix? Or, or was there just a one, two, three, four? No, he had it pretty laid out for us. Yeah. We did drums, we did guitars, we did bass, we did vocal, and then we did lead. Cool. Um, and it, it was... Oh, man. Guitars were kind of hard for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um... So previously, before we went to Nick Diener, the guitar I used to play on is an Xavier. It comes from a website called guitarfetish.com. And it's like this really cheap, like, Ibanez-looking knockoff thing. It was like 150, 200 bucks, and that was what I played for forever. I practiced on it. And then we got to Nick's studio, and there's like these thousand-dollar guitars that are like set up so beautifully. Did you use his ever tune at all, or no? Oh. I used his. Uh, he used it a little. His music man. That's oh, what I, I yeah. Used. Okay, sick. The and the, his telly. Oh, I love that little rebel yeah. telly he had. The Evertune one. It was like so perfect for like octave chords. He didn't yeah. have it when we were there. Oh shit. We used that, yeah. free. Yeah. He had like this. It was uh, like a red, like dark red Les Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, we used that for leads. That thing was like a cheat code. I mean, yeah. before that's like before the Evertune so like yeah. that guitar itself was just like it just sounded awesome and it was like it held tuning pretty well it was just sounded just like sweet but you still had to like go into it so. well it was just weird <laughs> yeah. for me I'm like oh this is what a real guitar is supposed to play like <laughs> <laughs> man I was like that for the longest time before like cause I'm, I'm like primarily a bass player but up until the the bass that I had I used to I used to play in, in this band called El Famous and I played bass and it was like metal so it was tuned down to like drop G sharp Fuck. so I just I had put a five string set on my four string and just yeah. like next to the high high string so yeah. um, but like that that bass that I have for you know that I, I, you know, I still have the bass but the bass that I bought like specifically for that project is like the nicest instrument I've ever owned and I was like before that it was just kind of whatever I could find yeah, <laughs> you know? like, if it's got strings i'll play it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and uh yeah I've, I've just had like my first guitar was one of those like fender little kind of shitty squire strats that's like comes with a little practice amp and the <laughs> book on like how to play guitar and shit yeah. like that you know and, the hundred dollar combo yeah exactly and then like you know i had a bass that was like maybe two hundred dollars that was you know that ended up getting stolen unfortunately yeah. and then uh you know i've just I had this other bass that was like kind of crap. I, it was basically gifted, this bass. But it was like some crappy little Ibanez thing. It was like a worse version of the one that I had that got stolen. But my buddy was like trying to give it to me, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna just take it. Like, let me give you some money for it. And he's like, I was like, how about like fifty bucks? And and he was like, no, like twenty. I was like, all right, forty. Final offer. I was like haggling the wrong way. But uh. <laughs> 
But I mean, I still have that, and that's my, like, beater. Like, I was playing bass for this this metal band called Lower Nature for a little bit, and it's, like, tune to drop C, so it's, like, not too bad. And it was just, like, Riff City, very, like, Every Time I Die esque mm. kind of stuff, and I was just whipping that thing around, just beating the fuck out of it, and it was so much fun to have a bass that I didn't really care about to just do <laughs> yeah. that with. And, and you know, oops, I accidentally slammed it into the wall. Look, like, just <laughs> things like that. Still I bet it changes your entire stage performance, you know. Like God, it's it so. a fucking animal on that stage with that, with that <laughs> band, man. Like, my, my buddy, the guitar player of that band, his wife was like, how does he flail his body around like that and still play the notes? I'm like, because I don't give a fuck about this instrument. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, there was one show that we played at Liar's Club where right at the end of the... Like, I, I already, like, busted my finger open, so I'm bleeding everywhere. And then the last song, it just does this part where it's just... The the, the guitars are playing the riff, and I'm just going... Bow, bow. So in the pauses, I'm just swinging my bass around and just going like crazy. And I nailed... I think I nailed the end of the bass on my leg, maybe, or something. <laughs> and the where the cord was plugged in, the cable just like cracked it was just it was like a 90 degree angle where it wasn't supposed to be and i'm like why am i not hearing anything oh look at this at the very end of the of the song and you know my our band's ringing out and i just look down like why is there no bass and i look and it's just sticking out like like that i just unplug it i'm just standing there holding this just cracking up <laughs> laughing while everyone's ringing out and ending our set and i was like well that's a first <laughs> damn you bent the like what the connector yeah, basically the what plugs into your your, your yeah your your jack was just it was just cracked to like a almost ninety degree angle. Oh it was like, God. how how did that happen? <laughs> that was that was interesting. But but honestly, like what you were what you were saying, like you go in there and you have all these like, like we I think we recorded all of the guitars and bass on his instruments. Like no, I don't think anything was recorded he on ours because we're like, why would we? <laughs> Like, like, why would I drive my shitty 2005 Chevy Aveo when I could drive, like, a fucking Porsche, you know? Like, yeah. same kind yeah. of concept there. We made the mistake of bringing all of our shit. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what's all this? I have cool I mean, stuff. We, were we like, brought our guitars, but, like, on pre... Because did you guys... Yeah. You guys didn't do a day of pre-pro, did you? Did you just... No, we, like, sent it to him a week before. We were trying to do long-distance pre-pro. Mm -hmm. And we just showed up, he, like... We honestly, I don't even think we listened to it when we were there. Oh yeah, no, yeah. we did. We definitely we did. did. We listened okay. through the songs, and he was like, "All right, I've got a good idea of what you're going for." Like, and he's like, "I'll suggest some changes as we work on the actual songs." And right on. How did you? So when you were like doing your pre-pro from home, um, what was kind of your process there? You just kind of like, uh, like program drums and there was no, no drums. drums. Oh, no drums at all. It was just metronome. We did yeah. strings oh, okay. and vocals. And interesting. Well, we. Uh, luckily with us, our our guitar player Ken is like kind of a Pro Tools like wizard. He's just like yeah. spent a lot of his free time just watching YouTube tutorials and and so we'll have like fleshed out demos like ready to go for the most part. Nice, which is really cool. Like, luckily he's like done the work because I I can do Garage Band, but it still really or sounds like shit. And a lot of <laughs> a lot of the pre pro stuff actually sounds pretty legit. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Um, so then Nick could be like, all right, cool. And, you know, there was, there's one song that's on our record that, uh, that we just like completely restructured. Damn. Like, uh, I, I luckily like didn't really have a lot of lyrics written for that yet. 
when we went when we got up there there was like Isn't that there's scary a little bit yeah <laughs> there was like two songs i'm like i'm just gonna like give myself this challenge i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna like you're really like buckled because it's, it's hard when you're you know you got your everyday life going on and everything and like you know i work you know eight to four every monday through friday and then get home and fucking tired and i don't want to do anything but you know watch and you're Netflix bad manager, and, right <laughs> basically yeah so like i'm i'm the one who's kind of like you know doing a lot of the social media and a lot it's of the outreach and stuff you. and you know it's it's you know i i love doing it but it's also time consuming so then when you're just like trying to actually write I'm like, fuck that's <laughs> that's why this apartment that we're at right now like i'm trying to eventually turn that back room that we have into almost like a studio sort of a creative space. area yeah nice. where you know like i have my computer desk set up back there you know i i don't have anywhere to put my guitars because i have like two stands and like seven guitars so like <laughs> yeah. they're all at the guardrail space right now so you know i'd love to have that spot where i can just like all right cool just like like go to the back room after work and just like light a candle and just fucking like chill for a couple hours and maybe just like play guitar even if i don't write just play guitar and just yeah. sort of let some ideas flow but like i don't have that right now so it's kind of it's kind of it makes know. things a lot harder yeah but uh but it was nice when we where, where did you stay when you were out there did you get like an airbnb or something or um so i work uh at michael jordan steakhouse downtown oh nice that's awesome <laughs> yeah and so it's inside of a hotel the intercontinental Dude, we were just talking about that place um my girlfriend's dad and brother were in town this past weekend from michigan and so good. and we drove past the billboard and um one of them was just like michael jordan has a steakhouse and we're like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> chicago yeah. loves michael jordan so anyway anyway so yeah so you uh you work at michael jordan's steakhouse yeah, so the intercontinental is uh they have a hotel group the ihg mm-hmm. and we got a holiday in out there okay and it was about 45 minutes from nick's place Cool. Oh, the reason we chose a Holiday Inn over an Airbnb or just another hotel or whatever is because it's free breakfast. Oh shit! <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, uh, a good way to view that shit. So every morning right. we would wake up like way earlier than we yeah. needed to, just to get free breakfast, and I then mean, we would drive to Nick's and we would be that's all awesome. Honestly, <laughs> like, wake up early, get breakfast, chill. Hell yeah! The bait pens and the rates well, were. So awesome because I belong to the company. We paid like thirty bucks a night. Oh, dude, yeah, I can imagine. I, I, that's 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 an awesome little perk to have for sure. Yeah. So I must admit, it truly made the whole trip much easier. Yeah. Because not only do we have the free breakfast, but it hit a gym, and I oh, nice. our drummer is like a gym freak. He's got to be hitting the gym every day. Oh yeah. I I can tell, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you guys play, and I think at one point you took his shirt off, and I was like. That dude works out, I think. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, we gotta, we gotta have somewhere that Ivan can work out every day because he's got to burn that energy off. There you go. And uh, it had that, and it had a pool, and all those things combined, we were like, all right. Plus, it was near all the regular food outlets. So this is something nice. that was really, and I think we will still find to be a challenge as we continue <laughs> to go out on the road and to different places. Uh-huh. Danny is vegan. And, uh, uh, okay. Normally, everyone should be like, so what? Why can't you guys get your own thing? But it's like, you don't always have the time for everyone to get their own thing. You typically all have to choose from one restaurant. And in Chesney, Michigan, that one restaurant is China King. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for real. I love China King. We ate China King, like, 
all week through two ice a day almost. Oh we spent gosh, like six hundred dollars on China. <laughs> we ate a lot of China cake. <laughs> but I mean, every time we were ordering, it was like we were ordering almost like what we were gonna eat for the whole day. Yeah, but okay. like everybody was, and I mean, like Nick's a big dude; he just eats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's fucking hilarious. None of us really have any sort of dietary restrictions, so it was easy to... We, we got, like, you know, pizza one day and, you know... See, that's the dream, man. Subway, Subway one day, you know. Yeah, we, we got an Airbnb that was in uh, Flushing, Michigan, which is, like, you know... Uh, I want to say it was, like, a 25-minute so or so drive uh, from from Nick's studio, and it was it was nice. Our, our drummer, Doug, was... He's, Seems like he's kind of an early riser, and he would be like cooking up eggs every morning and stuff. Damn. We on the way out there, uh, we took two separate cars, but just between the four of us and Ken and I were kind of ahead of schedule, so we stopped at a Walmart and just spent like hundred fifty bucks on groceries, and we were just like fed for the week. We didn't just, have a kitchen. That's what killed us. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the thing. We had you know it was someone's fucking house, yeah. so we had you know the kitchen and. Did it come with like pans and all that stuff too? Yeah, there is. You oh, know, shit. it's it's literally someone's like probably their summer house or something. I don't know though because I've been to Airbnbs and there's nothing in there and it's like a hotel. Interesting. It is nice to kind of have your own space like that to go back to as well. Mm-hmm. Like especially after recording, we'd be like we'd be there from like you know nine to four thirty oh, or so, and, and then Longer we have our own like, space. Real work days. Yeah. Yeah. We we watch pretty much the entire series of Big Mouth the whole week we were there. Because <laughs> um, our guitarist Ken had never seen it. So we're like, the, the new season had just come out. So we're like, all right, let's start from episode one. And we just... Jeez. That was what we did. We just, like, get back and, you know, throw throw some brats on the grill. There was a grill out back. So we nice. threw some brats out or, like, made a pizza or something like that. And just, like, we just drink and... We went through so many white claws throughout that, throughout that week. It sounds like your days ended a lot earlier than ours. Yeah, we were there till like seven, eight p.m. Oh, and we get there. Like, how how many days were you out there? Four, four or five. It was like this time last year. Yeah, exactly. Like this time yeah. last year. Yeah, um, damn. So you, it took you guys a while to get this out, huh? Yeah. Well, we didn't the get hardest part of it was. Until... No, well, I wouldn't even say that. The hardest part of it was like financing everything that was it uh yeah um yeah we we had the smart idea of like doing an indiegogo to help us out we paid for the first half of it just like out of pocket yeah and we had an indiegogo for like the second half plus like other expenses and And stuff it looks like it went well it really helped yeah we like we passed our goal so it was really it was really cool and the goal was like the bare minimum so it's like still like not everything was totally paid for but it was like that like it, it, it at least paid for the second half of our studio time payment. Uh, I'm happy we did that because we wouldn't have... <laughs> it would have been a really hard to pull off without that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That was so, definitely our biggest, I would say, roadblock yeah, we often found. That's like, the thing that sucks with... It's like, man, if we were all rich, man, or just <laughs> at least, like, we're well off. Like, like luckily with, with our band, we... You know, the... We have like decent jobs, but it's it's still like it's still tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of the things you want, like if you want a good version of it, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know. Otherwise, you're gonna shortchange yourself and your music, yeah. and you're like, I don't want to do that either. Like, yeah. So my bass head has been broken for like two years, and I just like have not. <laughs> I've just been like, oh. luckily, like I haven't really been playing bass in a band for a while, and if I just like 
had money, I could just, like, take it somewhere and just... Just do everything. And just yeah. get it done. And it'll be, like, the best you've ever had. And you're, mm-hmm. like... And it's going to be stress-free because you're, like... I'm not even worrying about when I get back home, the shifts I have to work to make up for when I was gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was... Um, I, we were on... Um, do you know the band Arabella? Yeah. So, we, their guitar player, Connor, has a Feels podcast. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Their guitar player, Connor, has a podcast called Star of the Arts. And um, he had us on a while back. Arabella went out to California to record with one of the guys from Seosin. Crazy. He was, like, their producer. And they were gone for, like, three weeks. And he was like, yeah, my vacation time and my job covered, like, a week of of that trip. And yeah. then the, the rest of it, he was, like, at the time, he doesn't really do it much anymore, but he was, like, uh, booking shows. It's like, so luckily... I booked a few shows that were in that point, so I was able to, like, make a little bit of money after that to, like, stay afloat, but I was like, oof, man, <laughs> it was, there, there was some worry there for a little bit, and I was yeah, like, damn, I can't imagine. a long time. Yeah. Like, but it's also, like, the goal, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, I want to be gone for three weeks to a month or oh, yeah. two months. That week that we were in, in Chessening recording our EP was, like, it went by so fast, but it was, like, so, it was such a fun time. Yeah. Same. It was a hard work for sure, but it was like it, it was such a great time. It felt like the hardest we've ever worked, honestly. Yeah, but also like the most rewarding as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick offered us at, after at some point he was like, "You guys drive forty minutes back to the hotel." We're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Next time you could just you know crash in my house," mm-hmm. and you know we we're all like, "Yeah, I don't really know about that because like we like to smoke." I'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie, like, and I'm like, Nick, we're not trying to be sitting here, like, going in and out of your house all day, just smoking, yeah. and, like, especially because after you get out of the studio, you're like, oh, or at least I am, I'm like, oh my god, I need to, like, blow off some steam, like, <laughs> I need a drink, I need to smoke, I need yeah. something, like, I have to let loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, uh, like, you know, we all like to indulge as well, but, you know, we save that for... For after the <laughs> what we got when we got back to the Airbnb, we like stand outside and you know take care of business and then uh, come back inside and put on big mouth and laugh our fucking asses off. But <laughs> well, we had vape pens for a little bit, and at first Nick was like, "Yeah, you can smoke your vape pens in here," mm-hmm. and we were. And then after that, he was like, "Wait, those are weed vape pens? No, you can't smoke those in here." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we're like, oh, sorry, dude, we didn't know. <laughs> but yeah. we had made enough edibles to last us the whole trip. So, yeah, I luckily um, was able to score some gummies for for us, and I got enough. For us. I was like, all right, each of us can have like this many milligrams <laughs> worth. So, like, it wasn't a ton, but like, I'm kind of a lightweight with that because I, I don't really do it. So it was, it was, it, it was the perfect amount for me. And one night we we did that and then watched Hereditary, and that was kind of a mistake because that movie is fucking weird (laughs) we watched this other movie too um that was like really dumb and i wish it was better but like the the beginning of the movie was like what the fuck is happening right now but but it ended up being like a really dumb horror movie i don't even remember what it's called but but it was like man it it got to the point where we were just like laughing about how dumb it was (laughs) and then we watched hereditary and we were like fuck <laughs> like that movie was fucking weird it was on the same night yeah and then afterwards like we put big mouth back on and we're just like okay this is much better and just like laughed our asses up for <laughs> that's it. interesting i think it's funny that you guys had or i think it's awesome that you guys had time to like 
bed with each other. Because for yeah. us, it was like, we went, to, we woke up, got breakfast, drove an hour to Nick's, and then we were in the studio until we got lunch, and then we were back in the studio till 7, 8 p.m., yeah. drove an hour back to the hotel, at that point it's like 9 p.m., and we've all been up for like 12 hours. Yeah. And it's like, I gotta hit the gym if he hasn't yet. <laughs> Danny's like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. We're like, Danny, there's a pool, and he's like, He's just tucking himself in bed. Yeah. Like, that's nine p.m. Knocked out. <laughs> we had bought a band Roku because we were like, how are we going to watch things? Because the TV didn't have any. Oh, it was wow. just the TV. So we were like, all right, this is the band Roku travels with us from now on. <laughs> Luckily, the TV at the Airbnb was like kind of a smart TV. And oh, that's what we were, we're hoping We were for. able to like hook into one of our Amazon Prime accounts and like one of our Netflix accounts and stuff. So we were able to to do that we i like brought a bunch of movies but there was no dvd player or anything so i was yeah. like well i wasted space in my backpack for for fucking happy gilmore <laughs> you didn't bring your gear but you brought movies and you were like I'll be <laughs> we did bring guitars and stuff but the we had uh, we started out with one day of pre-pro nice that was awesome that you, uh, we really wanted to do that in our yeah. next recording yeah it, it it definitely like helped sort of like take our recording process to the level that it, it got because we were able to sit down for like the whole first day and like I st- I'd started to say before that um there's one song that we just completely restructured because I I didn't have lyrics I had some vocal melodies where I was just saying like something something yeah like which is like just to secure I'm like all right this is a cool melody I, I, want, I don't want to lose that and so then he just took he just took the pre-pro demo that we had and he's like, all right, just kind of chopped it up into segments and then just like, you know, copied and pasted and moved things around. And he'd said that like the, what, he's like, I think what you think is the chorus is actually the verse and what you think is the verse is actually the chorus because that's a way catchier part. And we're like, okay. And then we did that and restructured everything and it was it was really cool that we had that day to do that because if, if not, that song probably would have sucked, but it ended up being like probably my favorite on the on the record just because of that and, the, and since i didn't have lyrics nick was like you better come up with some good lyrics for this because i fucking this is my favorite one and if you come up with shitty lyrics i'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> and you're then, like oh no pressure okay so, yeah, so then i'm like fuck and i like wrote lyrics and then i laid them down one the one day and then he's like so happy you wrote good lyrics i'm like oh thank god <laughs> but uh but yeah it was it was nice having that the one day to do that and uh I mean, his influence truly makes a difference in, I think, all of our productions. Yeah, and um, and you you guys and us, too, were both, like, fans of the Swellers to begin with, so... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had a different Swellers shirt for, like, every single day, and I don't know if, like, <laughs> am I... Part of no, Nick kind of definitely bad. felt weird about it. <laughs> so I had to like, just always wear like a sweater or something. And was... <laughs> no, Nick would be like, oh, that shirt. I haven't seen that shirt since the Paramore tour. I'm sure I've, I've said this on a, another episode or, or what, but like the Swellers was kind of the reason that Garbrill started because I was playing this like hard rock band at the time and back in like 2013 and swellers was a band that i had been trying to see for forever and just never was able to like whenever they were here i had to work or i was busy or i couldn't afford it or or you know there was one time they were on the take action tour with bayside and silverstein and i got there and they they were taking their stuff down and polar bear polar bear club (laughs) was setting up and i was like god damn it 
But uh, I finally saw them. It was like right before their uh, their last record came out. They were, they played at Bee Kitchen, and I was like, nice. "Damn, I want to play shows like this." And then I wrote a punk song and showed it to the band I was in, and they were like, "Uh, I don't know." And I was like, "All right, fuck it." And about a month later, I wrote on Facebook, "Who wants to start a punk band?" And that's how Guardrail started. <laughs> nice. So like, it was it's really cool. Like, it sucks because that same year, the Swellers broke up, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> yeah. My goal was to like become their little brothers and like tour with the yeah. world with them. But so top three broken up bands Ooh. that you would like to tour with. Broken up bands. Or just bands that are no longer hiatus or whatever you want to call them. Uh, They're not touring or let's see. What would like make sense even for Guardrail? Because there's like there's bands that I listen to that are no mas, but like they're not punk bands. Damn. Um, well, like the Swallers is obviously one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, this is hard. Hey, what would you pick? Uh, for me, it's Yellow Card, Modern Baseball, and uh, Yellow Card would be another, another good one for sure. I do Yellow Card, the Swellers, and Blink with Tom. Yeah, but like from back. <laughs> that's the <laughs> Blink is still a functioning band. I know, but I'm saying like back in the day, Tom. Yeah, like Blink's awesome still with Skiba and everything, but like Blink in their heyday back in like the early 2000s and late Fucking 90s, that was ridiculous. Man. That was a whole another another level. Yeah, I mean, like Fuck. their their last tour with Tom was cool because they were playing like songs you don't. They were sneaking in like you know songs you don't always hear. Yeah, and stuff like that, and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, man, this is great. Life is good. And then, like, a couple months later, I was like, wait, that was the last time I'm ever going to see them with Tom again? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I like the Skiba stuff, though. It's good. Just, yeah. It's different. It sounds new. Yeah. It, it, the, the last Blink record, it, it's... it's Nine? Yeah. It's got a, such a different vibe than those. It's yeah. it's almost like Plus 44-esque. Like, I, I get Pop a lot of... Plus 44. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I, mean, I, I love it. <laughs> they're my favorite band of all time so i'm a little biased but still like you know um shit what would be a fuck there's a lot of bands that i think we would be good to tour with that like are still going so it's like damn i feel like there's more that are still going i know i mean shit obviously i mean you got two out of three and that ain't bad yeah obviously the ramones but you know they're all dead so no it sucks. Zombie <laughs> tour is cool. totally possible. No use for a name would That'd be cool be too. Awesome. R.I.P. Tony Sly. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I never got to see them. No, me neither. Unfortunately, shit. Maybe like, also like, uh, like old Fallout Boy. Oof. Damn. Like, like what is old like Fall like Boy take this to your grave era? Dang, okay. old old. I'm like everybody has a different definition yeah, of old Fallout Boy. Cool with Infinity <laughs> yeah. and Fallout Boy. That was lit. <laughs> yeah, that too. Shit, but yeah, take this to your grave or even like from under wow. the country. Would take a- this to your grave at this point be considered classic rock? <laughs> Damn. There's a there's it's like I don't know if you can still find it. There's a video online where there was. Oh, it's got to still be there. It's YouTube. It says rise again to like the fireside bowl for mm. the revolutions per minute eat like album Holy fuck. show. <laughs> and there's a part where like, you know, mid mid show they're like, give it up for our friends, Fallout Boy, and it's like 
Boom! Because they're playing like, you know, like old. Yeah. You know, even with your girlfriend stuff. Yeah, um, this Fall Out Boy is very, like, love song. I mean, not even love song. I don't know what the fuck their songs are about. No, it's but, like, like, the other band then, on the bill was like a metal, like a hardcore band. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, for real. Like, I'm thinking of bands that we would be good with, and it's like. You know, Newfound Glory, they're still a band. Like, Less Than Jake, they're still oh, a nice. band. Like, like, Goldfinger is still kind of technically a band. It's it's the John Feldman experience at this yeah. point. But MXPX would be perfect for us, too. They're still kicking it. Um, Lagwagon's still a band. Lagwagon's still kicking it. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, it's, there's there's a lot of bands that are just they're still, still going. Here. I guess that totally shifts my perspective of things. I know. Some 41's still going. Yeah. They're, like, a huge influence on us. And it's funny, because, like, I wouldn't even say they're, like, in my top five. Like, probably, like, top 10 or 15. But, like, yeah. but like when you listen to our stuff, it's like, yeah, some 41. Some 41. Like, Love some 41. The, the, like, riffiness of our of our stuff. Yeah. I saw them twice in one day, one time. Um, they played Riot Fest. Although, like, they came on stage, like, 15, 20 minutes late. Oh, like, that was like a, like last Riot Fest, right? Like, it was like two, two 2018? years ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Then, but then they played an after show mm-hmm. at um, Concord, mm-hmm. and so we saw my ride. Like, I was like in the pit, like in the shits for uh, some forty one at Riot Fest, and it's like yeah, it's so in too I. deep, and like you're jumping to survive. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. You're jumping not because you want to. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. I was stoned, like drunk, chilling. <laughs> trying to just hang You're like, out. like, if like, I want to see my loved ones again, I'm going to fucking get <laughs> yeah. athletic for a second. So, like, I, after that song, I was like, all right, fuck this. Like, I'm, I'm going to go back with the homies and just chill. Because <laughs> I, I, I'd seen them uh, before that. But, like, I was like, man, this seems like this would be really fun. And I got them like, oh, my God, this is awesome, but I'm dying. Help me. Uh, and I just ended up getting closer and closer and closer. And I was like, oh, this is bad. Uh, so I had to get out. But then we saw them. at So here's the thing. After Riot Fest is done, we go to the Concord. And I remember getting there, and I'm like a fucking zombie. I was just like drained, yeah. just standing, like leaning on one of like the poles, like on the pillars. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. leaning against. I'm like, you know what? If I'm, I'm, I can lean on this. I can show here, be cool for the rest of the night. And there was like no opener. They just showed up and played for like two hours. Um, ended up being front row. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I was done. Like, Man, sure. I did this past ride fest. But I, I did two after people. shows, and <sighs> and then had to work on Monday. And oh god. One of the after shows was Sunday night. So I went, like, Friday I just went after work and just was able to basically catch, like, uh, there was, like, one band that I saw on one of the stages when I first got there. I don't even remember who it was. And then I watched Descendants and then watched Blink and then went home. And then Saturday I, like, was at Riot Fest all day and then went to the Descendants after show. And then Sunday at Riot Fest again all day, and then went to the Teenage Battle Rocket after show, and then Jeez. had to wake up for work on Monday. I'm like, fuck. It was amazing, but dad, that whole week I was just like a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> like they say, like one night of bad sleep or like where you lose sleep, it takes days to fully recover from it. But you did like a whole weekend. Yeah, <laughs> did like four days. I feel like that was one of our issues out there when we were in Chesoning too, is that we've never slept in a room together. And so the oh, four wow, of yeah. us, and it was weird because Ivan snores like a truck, dude. Oh, it sounds like real. he's going to like choke. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. we were actually worried for him at a certain point. We're like, dude, are you going to like choke on your like snoring? It's like, 
And it's so loud, you can't even lay in the bed next to him. The whole bed's, like, vibrating and shit. You're just like, Damn. I was like, okay, dude. So we didn't really get too much rest a lot of the days. <laughs> Man. Well, we, luckily enough, at our Airbnb, we, like, there was three bedrooms in it. Nice. This guy's got your own So beds. between the four of us, um... There was like a, 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 like a living room with a couch, but like Ken and I have been homies since we were 10 years old. So we're just like, we'll crash together. It's fine. So there was like a, in that room it was funny. There was like a little, like basically twin size, like child size bed that Ken slept on. He's like, I, I fit okay on this. And then I slept on like the one bigger one. Cause it had this really firm mattress and Ken's like, fuck that. And I was like, <laughs> hell yes. Cause I got back problems. It was just like perfect for me. But, nice. uh, so like he and I were able to crash in the same room and then. And then the other two each had their own room. So it was it was nice we had our own kind of areas. And... So here's a question I have for you. This is something we kind of touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were at Nick's recording in the studio, we like to like smoke and do edibles because it helps us with our anxiety throughout the process so mm-hmm. that we're not just like freaking out the whole time. Yeah, yeah. How do you manage your anxiety when you're recording and you just what do you do so at least for for this time around I didn't really I just you know the I think the last day was the only day that I drank because we had like we had a little bit of vodka left um so we just got like a a bottle of I think Tito's or something something that was like on whatever was on sale at Walmart we got and we were just sort of sipping on that and we had a few white claws left and so I just like poured some vodka in my Red Bull and was just like drinking that in the morning I was like this is the only day that we're like day drinking but like I honestly really really didn't and it's it's weird I think I think the first the first time we went out to Nick because this is the second time we've been out there yeah because we just did like two singles we were out there like two days and I don't think I really had time to process it because we were there for two days yeah. you know wham bam thank you ma'am and we're done um this time around, it was a little more spread out. It, it, we knew Nick a little better now because we'd already been out there. We knew his process. And, like, it wasn't my first time, like, being in a recording studio like that. So, because my, my band, El Famous, had recorded a... We did, like, two full lengths. So, no, we did um, with Jordan Pop out oh, in yeah. St. Charles, I think. St. Charles or Geneva. It was so, somewhere in that direction. But So, I was like, okay, so... It was, like, not my first rodeo, so I was able to sort of be, like, okay, cool. Like, the first two takes are a little, like, stressful because you're kind of getting back into the swing of it. And then eventually I'm, like, all right, let's fucking do this shit. And I was ready. I had a lot of coffee. I think that helped. We drank so much coffee when we were there, too, like, because he just had his Keurig down there. And yeah. He's, like, here, help yourself to K-Cups. So we're each having, like, several <laughs> several Jeez. coffees a day. And that was really, like, help helping me just, like, get amped. And I think it... I think coffee helps for sure but yeah other than that i didn't really you didn't, didn't really have too much anxiety yeah it was... nice i think you were the only one who was like having any type of anxiety i was falling asleep every time i would sit down or get comfortable well we all had <laughs> like every day well, yeah, oh, yeah that's true <laughs> the worst was the day i had to do bass like we get there you know we're fucking with the tone getting you know everything set up and the minute he hits, like, record, it just hits me. And I'm just like, oh, God, no, this is going to be rough. <laughs> so, like, the first song, it took me a few, like, it got to the point where he was like, come on, like, this is the kit, this is the click. Ready? <laughs> One, two, three, go. 
And I was, yeah. cause I was falling behind because I was like, oh, shit, I'm fucking torched, man. And so got through that one. And then we <laughs> recorded, like, the next song I was like, all right, this is going to be an easy one. Um, small hands, small spaces. Just, I love playing that song. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do a lot. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, all right, got that done. We took a little, br- or like, you know, took a breather. I was like, okay, let me collect myself. And then the last two, um, Color Inside and Serenity, um, probably should have started with small hands, small spaces. Started with Alacrity. That's a tougher one. But the last two, we had, those were the two of the first ones we had already done written they were complete ready to go before we recorded the like the most recent ones out of those four would be alacrity and uh, small hands small spaces yeah. so i was like okay these are the old songs like let me just bang these out yeah and those were like a couple run throughs and they were done and afterwards nick's like you started off really rocky but you got you know you made you finished strong and i was like dude i'm so sorry i really wish i wasn't stoned for this so like <laughs> see with me I like up so much if i smoke it i i do tend to get like hot mouth and stuff and it's just like not good for me so like yeah i never smoked before a show really i've made a couple mistakes of doing that like when i was in all famous i did dabs once before a show oh, that nice. was, yeah that was hilarious <laughs> that was a good time i like it was it was luckily it was a show that was kind of like a mini festival kind of thing it was at wire nice and uh like the headliners were like veil maya and born of osiris and I, there was like I think 12 bands on the show so it started at like three and went all the way till like 11 so we were oh playing at like six and it was like 11 a.m i took a hit of what i thought was a weed pen and our our drummer was like he just did dabs bro i was like oh <laughs> shit and then i just like i went to dunkin donuts across the street over there and i spent like 18 dollars and just ate it all and just sat in my car and stared out the windshield and i'm pretty sure i cried or something and then <laughs> I like, and then like our drummer knocked on my fucking window and I was like, freaked. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, Hey, there's pizza. And I went in and ate pizza on top of like all the Dunkin' Donuts I had. And then it finally was like wearing off. Like by the time I, I got on stage, I was still feeling kind of spacey, but they're like, you all right? I'm like, no, better than I was. That's for sure. 18 bucks at Dunkin'. That's a lot, man. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so this was a while back. This was like maybe 2015 ish. Um, damn. But yeah, it was. That's crazy. It was a time. Oh man, Dab <laughs> Pens sure. uh, in twenty fifteen must have been crazy. Dude, I was I had yeah. to like drop a math class because I, I was years ago. Oh my god, they like so unregulated compared to Yeah. Dude, those someone must have made ingenious. it themselves. Yeah. yeah. No, they were legit I a friend of mine had one. It, it knocked me off my fucking ass. Yeah, for you sure. can switch <laughs> out like the bud and the dab, like you can switch it, like there's pieces, you take it off and put a different one on, like this one's made for wax, this yeah. one's for bud. And we would, like, get just super vague before math class. Just the class you don't want to be stoned for. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I, I would go to other classes high. Um, eventually, I stopped. I was like, all right, I got to learn and finish school. Um, but this class, like, we would just rip dabs, and then we had emulators on our phone, so we are just, like, sitting there stoned playing Pokemon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, oh, fuck, we got a test today? Shit, I'm going to bomb that. And, like, Damn. two months in, I was like, yeah, I'm failing this class. <laughs> fuck. But those dab pens just... <laughs> You take three hits and you're like, yeah, I'm good to go. I feel good. And like 10 minutes later, you're on the floor. (laughs) So you ever wanted to be like, man, eat a bag of dicks, but you feel like words aren't enough? Well, go to dicksbymail.com and you can send someone a bag of dicks. That's right. A bag of gummy shaped. I said that wrong. Dick shaped gummies. 
and they can eat that whole bag if they want. Uh, you got a bunch of other gag gifts too. Uh, enter the promo code SOLDICKS. You get a discount. I don't even remember what the discount is at this point. But check it out, dicksbymail.com. Eat a bag of dicks. Malibu and pineapple is probably my go-to. Hell yeah. It's like, it's like a pina colada. But I like used to drink that chill. all the time. It's delicious. <laughs> when, I, when I started, like, I didn't really drink much before I was 21. Like, I did here and there. Um, I did the majority of my drinking probably when I was like 19, 18. <laughs> <laughs> it, none of my friends really did. So I just, you know, you're kind of... You know, you kind of go with the company you keep, and yeah. none of my friends really drank or partied. And I'm like, I didn't drink at all in high school, and it would just be like here and there, like when I was 19, 20. But, um, like, it, like even when I when I did start drinking, like I, I I wasn't really a fan of alcohol, but like Malibu, Malibu and orange juice, or <laughs> Malibu and pineapple juice, Malibu and any kind of juice yeah. is like amazing. So, <laughs> so that was like my drink of choice when I was when I was younger, and. Then, you know, it, I, I remember the first time I tried a Budweiser, I was like, this is disgusting. And here we are sipping on Bud Lights yeah. right now. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's nothing. I was in high school. It was like my senior year, the first time I ever had Bud Light. It was at a... So the first time I ever got drunk was like homecoming my senior year. I uh, we went to like a buddy's house and we were playing Four Loco or Beer Pong with Four Loco in the cups. Because we didn't have any beer. Or like they had the beer somewhere else. Yeah. And I was just like, oh God. Like I, I had never been like drunk before that. And so I was like, all right, it's time to get good at this. And so I was doing that all night. And, you know, eventually you're drinking, you're playing and whatnot. So I got hammered, started taking shots. The first time I ever got drunk, like wasted (laughs) drunk. Um, But like that whole year, we like partied almost every weekend for a long time. And this was like in the spring. This was like towards the end of the year already. Jesus. Um, (laughs) And I looked at all there was was like beer. I was like, "Ah, I don't want to do it. Like just drink straight vodka anymore. Let me me see what else is there. So I had a Bud Light and I was like, this tastes like ass. And after, like, two of them, I'm like, this ain't bad. But then, like, you know, you get older, and I'm like, okay, I can go to bars. Like, I can order drinks, or I can go to the yeah. store and buy something good. You know, you get really, I got into, like, IPAs and craft beer. But then, like, you hit, like, 24, 23, 24. And after that, it's like, I have two or three of them. I'm like, I cannot drink any more of these. Like, yeah, turn and then the next day, you're just like, you feel like hungover. Like, oh, that's not good. Like, Dude, wait till you hit 30 because like, you start getting like the two day hangovers. Yeah, like, where you get like, like if you get okay, super like, drunk like, one night and then you're the next day, you're like, you're, you're just fucking dragging and you got a headache. And then, and you're like, all right, tomorrow I'll be fine. And you wake up and you still have a headache. And you're like, what the fuck, <laughs> man? It, it happens, man. <laughs> and like, our, our last single, Screaming Bloody Mary, that is, that's. That's definitely autobiographical for sure. It's about how the hangovers hit you and you're just like, like the main hook of the, the song is like, sometimes it's easier to say, no thanks, I'll do without. It's just like, yeah, like I'll say no to that fourth drink. I think I'm, I think I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, like anything after two now is like, you don't need it. After three, it's like, this is a mistake. This mm-hmm. is not good. What, uh, what was your first legal drink that you ever had? Legal. Yeah, like your twenty first birthday, oh, first yeah. first drink. What I did went you to have? The Blackhawks game. Oh nice. Um, I was with my dad and one of his friends, and like we walk in and like you know normally it's like all right let's find our seats let's see where you know or at least know where we have to go and then let's go walk around and do whatever we got to do right. Mm-hmm. Um, first time I'm ever at a sporting event where I can legally drink and we walk in and we're starting to walk around a little bit and like in the first floor you know they got like the, there was like this big tequila bar area okay and like we see it and uh, my dad's friend's like oh wait you're 21 now 
he just grabs us and we're like, all right, come on. Like, just takes it to the bar and he's just like, I need some tequila shots. It's his first, his 21st birthday. And everyone there's like, woohoo. Yeah. And they're just like pouring up. Like, I took like three shots. I'm just like, oh God, I'm already <laughs> fucked up. And then we get some beers and we go in. And um, so I had like a couple of green lines and like three or four tequila shots that night. Nice. And it was like a good birthday. It was like the man. home opener that year too. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was good. That was the first time I ever legally drank. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What about you? I can't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing me, I feel like it was probably a rum and pineapple juice. Nice. nice. Um, but maybe not because I don't think I really discovered that I liked that okay. up until maybe two years of my legal drinking. So it might not have been a rum and It was probably some sort of shot oh, or something Sorry. because when I started drinking, I was just like, this is going to sound crazy, but... The first time, or the second time I ever drank, I had 32 shots of vodka. I was like 18. <laughs> I remember when I could do shit like that. I remember doing like, I think 12 shots of vodka, like, uh, and then I stood up and it hit me and I was like, whoa! And then my buddy punched me in the balls and I was lying <laughs> on the floor for about 45 minutes. Was like, oh my ah. God. Just, it just took me down. He's like, get up. I was like, I physically can't. My balls hurt and the room is spinning. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is, I'll just be here tonight. Fuck. Yeah, I ate pizza the whole night, so like I was kind of fine. Oh, but then I smoked a blunt and I walked home. Jesus Christ, and man. And I get home and my dad, he was awake. It was like 3 a.m. I live with my parents at the time. I was like yeah. 18. And my dad... We've never had that relationship where we have conversations regularly about things. Yeah. And it was like 3 a.m. I'm just like fumbling to get the door open. And I finally get it open. And he opens it. And he's like, hey, son, how are you? Let's talk. I was like, uh, oh, not tonight, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired. I want to go to bed. He's like, no, come on. Let's just have a conversation. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, needless to say, he's like, you're fucked up, aren't you? I was like, uh, no. Oh, man. That's what, like, my, my parents were, like, hella strict when I was a kid. Like, I grew up, like, you know, grew up Muslim, pretty, so my dad strict. was like, you're fucked up. Oh, my God. dare you? <laughs> I grew up in, like, a strict Catholic household, too, and, like, you know, my, you know. Like, like even up until high school, my parents would, like, send me to bed at, like, 8.30 p.m., and I'm like... Mom, I'm in high school. My friends are like, do you see The Simpsons last night? And I'm like, the one at 5 or the one at 10? <laughs> the reruns at 5 at 10. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I made sure I never got caught doing that shit. But, but, yeah, I can't wait till I end up, you know, hopefully having kids in the future. Like, just being grown up, like, a punk rocker, just being like, sit down, son, let's have a chat. <laughs> like, same way as you're like, I know you're drunk, so this is why we're going to chat. <laughs> you know? Because uh, mainly... Just to make me laugh. Yeah. Just to see, see my kid that way. <laughs> yeah, same. I would, I would be like, oh, dude, you're fucked up. This is hilarious. But my dad was like, how dare you? Wow. Because he's, I grew up really Muslim. Mm-hmm. Like, even in high school, I went to, like, Sunday school on the weekends. And oh, wow, yeah. It was, like, super crazy. I just, it was too much for me. Yeah. I had to, like, join the track team so I could, like, get away from there you it. you <laughs> You find your way out of it. Yeah, I literally ran away from my problem. <laughs> I, like, went to a private school. That's like, hilarious. I, my parents were strict as hell, but, like, me and all my friends, we all, like, grew up and uh, pretty much did everything they didn't want us to do. You know, because, like, when we were little, it's like, yeah, no drinking, no smoking, tattoos are evil, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. And, like, me and my best friends, like, we all grew up, like, 
okay, cool. We smoke, we drink, we all have tattoos, and, like, we're doing everything they told us not to do. Yeah. That's great. The strictest parents always give, like, you get the fucking... Because you spend, like, your whole life not able to do stuff, and when you finally can, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, run away this now. Yeah, it definitely went buck wild, for sure. I remember my first tattoo was the big-ass eagle that I have up on my, like, the, the right around my shoulder on my arm. And my mom was just, like, super, like, not happy. And then by the time I got my Borat Minion tattoo, <laughs> my mom was like, that's hilarious. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're not about to tear me a new one over this Borat Minion? Very nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> how old were you when you got your first one? I was already, like, 22. Oh, damn. Like, it wasn't even like I was 18. I got not even really... I wasn't really, I, I, I never really wanted one, really, and then, like, the older, like, I was like, you know, I, I do kind of want a tattoo, and, you know, the girl that I was dating at the time had, like, almost a full sleeve of tattoos, she was like, I'll, I'll help you pay for your first one, like, as a yeah. birthday gift, or, or Valentine's Day, or something like that, I was like, okay, so, we went to her tattoo artist, and got it done, and, and, um, it's pretty big like full color tattoo for my first nice. tattoo some people get like oh you know some script or like a something a little tiny but mine's like you know it's as big as my hand you know but god i'm so clean still i want tattoos oh you don't have any yet it's the only no. band that doesn't have a tattoo yeah. i've just i don't know i've just been investing i guess every spare dollar into the band yeah i'm like i got money here you go like i think i'm the most tattooed out of my band and like our our live guy Zach's got like he's he's got a handful but is he doesn't have a ton and Alyssa has like two or three. Zach, and then Ken and Doug, Ken and Doug have none. They're they're both virgins like you. Doug, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think Ivan has one. Two. Three. Did Doug tell you that uh, we knew him prior mm-hmm. to? Okay, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That he's kind of how I am aware of you guys because he was like he was telling me about you guys. And, nice. He was like, yeah, I was, like, in that band for a second, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. We were tougher than you thought back then. Uh, yeah, shit. So, so, okay, so you guys did start off as tougher than you thought. Where did you get that name from? Um, we entered the Battle of the Bands at Moe's Tavern. Okay. And the guy was like, bro, I need a name. Oh, you didn't even have a name? Yes. Well, we, we told him originally, we were like, uh, we're going to call ourselves Idea, because it was the initial of all of our first names. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that's what we're going to call ourselves. And then we looked it up, and there was a rock band from Ohio called Idea, and we were like, hey, yeah. can we use the name Idea? And they're like, we'd prefer it if you didn't. Could you actually call yourselves Idea wow. Rock? And I was like, you guys haven't even been active for, like, three years, but all right. We're not going to use your name. Oh, my God, quick tangent <laughs> on that that same thing. So I used to be in this band, the one that I was in before Guardrail. and like I, I started Guardrail and joined El Famous right around the same time, like, beginning of 2014. And I was in this band called Save Yourself that was spelled Savior Self because mm-hmm. we were we thought we were super clever, and uh, I like clever. like two maybe a year or two ago have gotten people going like you need to change your name. It's like we have not played a show in <laughs> six years. <laughs> Relax, like <laughs> there was one that was like good thing. I I see that you guys are defunct and you know. Thank God. Otherwise, we would have had to, you know, threaten legal action. I'm like, what? We put out one EP. <laughs> Relax. And what the fuck is your your band's got like 300 likes on your Facebook page yeah, now? You're like, like you're like, dude, call yourself, save yourself. I don't care. Like, we're like, you can have the name. It's long gone. It's it's not in my life anymore. So, fucking take it. And 
Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other side of things, there's this random like hippie rock band called Guardrail from Virginia, Virginia <laughs> that like are a bunch of like fifty five year old dudes. What? And we like a while back just kind of started a fake like for fun band feud with them online. We're just like, oh hey, God. and they at the time we had two guys in the band named Kevin and and. Uh, I think they had one. So we were like, hey, uh, you need to either change your name or get another Kevin to match up. So exactly like, <laughs> and then, like, still to this day, like, every once in a while, one of them or one of their wives will just comment on one of our things. It just says, God, real sucks. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> like, we started a thing, a thing with them. I don't even know if they do anything anymore, but they had one album that kept popping up on our Spotify. As us, so <laughs> we had to write to Spotify and be like, "This isn't us. This is a different guardrail." <laughs> That's so annoying. But it, it was it was we hilarious. So like, there's there's two different two different sides of that. The one, the people that are going after a band that hasn't played a show since March of 2014, to to like just be an asshole. And then there's bands that are current who are just like, "Oh, you guys." <laughs> like, yeah, I think we're we're there now too. Because even as four stars, there's. Uh, four star brass band. They're from Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they're from like the south. I feel like there's got to be so many. Cause did you guys get the name like based on the Chicago flag? Or, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of bands that probably have sure, yeah. similar things. Like there there's a guy who I interviewed on a past episode named Phil, and he had a he had a band that was called like five five point or six point red because of the, nice. the stars have six points on them. <laughs> and he's like. He's like, I'm not even, he's not even from Chicago, but he's like, yeah, Chicago flag. I just got that idea. I thought that was a cool thing. And I was like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, there's also an 80s band or like 60s called The Four Stars. Yeah, really old. And they're like funk, like 80s church funk. And like sometimes it'll show up on like our Google Play and they have songs called like Lord's Been Good to Me or like sold nice. something like nice. I'm like oh yeah alright whatever hits us so um, one of my friends he told me about it and he's like why is the four stars music showing up on your stuff and I was like that's whatever man uh, that's us and he's like you keep joking about that but one day you're gonna be at a show and you're gonna ask if there's any requests and I'm gonna request Lord's been good to me <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's a, a hardcore band from Michigan called Guardrail, but they spell it like two words, Guardrail. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so if there's any sort of like weird thing, we'd be like, ours is one word, yours is two. Just just leave it like that. Yeah. I think it's, the law is as long as you're not competing in the same territory, in mm-hmm. the same brand, or like same genre, then you're okay. Yeah, like we open up for bands like the Ataris. They probably would open up for bands like Knocked Loose or something like that. Just based on what I've heard, I'm like, they, it's a completely different yeah. market, you know? But it's crazy, the whole name thing. You think it's like, so many people are like, oh, there's really nothing in a band name, but it's like everything. It's, it's literally everything. Like ours was just, we were trying to come up with a name for this, for Guardrail, for forever. Like, at least, like, a couple of months, we had a few practices where we were just like, all right, unnamed punk band, <laughs> practice one, like... Untitled project. And then, like, we were just coming up with all these, like, joke names and stuff, and and then I, uh, the song Guardrail by Bayside came on my iPod once, and I was like, Guardrail's kind of a weird word, and I just looked it up on Facebook, and there wasn't any bands called that. I was like, you guys cool with that? It kind of sounds like a punk band, and then it just... That's that's what happened. That's awesome. And it's like naming shit, especially like in this day and age with 
branding yeah. being so important. Yeah, and it's such a like it. It's so it, it's kind of easy to start a band now. Like, you know, it's it's hard to become a good band. I can't say like, we had that experience. We did not have an easy start. Yeah, I would not say so. How long have you guys been going for? Um, three three years now since twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah, we we formed pretty much to enter the. The Moe's, well, we formed before that, mm-hmm. but the Moe's Battle of the Bands was the first show we had ever played in, like, hmm. so I like to say that we formed for that show, because before we were just, like, a bunch of guys jamming, and yeah. I was like, yo, let's play this show, or whatever, and then the guy was like, what's your name? And I was like, idea, and then I asked the idea dude, and they were like, no. And he's like, what's your name? And we were all brainstorming in the group chat, and Ivan was like, man, this is tougher than you thought. And I was like, great, all right, that's it, tougher than you thought. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, this is hard to decide. Yeah, it just like, it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I think fucking, uh, uh, pretty sure from, from what I've heard, like, Silverstein was the same way. They just, like, they needed a band name because they were playing some show, and they're like, what's your name? And they saw a Shell Silverstein book on the, <laughs> on the shelves, and they're like... We're Silverstein, I guess. And then it just stuck. Well, that worked out for them because it did not work out for us. Yeah. <laughs> we would so play what, so many shows. What made you, like, change the name? Just this because it was... This thing. Too it, long, we would too play so many that. shows and meet people and we're trying to network and make friends. And, you know, people are like, oh, you're in a band? And we're like, yeah. What's your band name? Tougher than you thought. Tougher than you what? Uh, tougher than you thought. Tougher than you, huh? And we're like, okay. Like, I've said my band name twice now. We're we're called Tougher Than You, huh? Now. (laughs) I'm just like, to have to say it a fourth time at this point, you're not going to look it up. You're done. Like, you don't even care anymore. You know, when I was in that band, Save Yourself, I had to be like, we're called Save Yourself. But it's spelled like, Save Yourself. Like, I had to explain that every single time. And I was like, goddamn. We used to be in a band, too, before Save Yourself, that was called Tremor Tone, just because we thought it sounded cool. And you have to explain the name every time? Like, it's Tremor Tone. They're like, what? And I remember talking to one of the guys from Story of the Year once, and I was just like, what do you think of my band name? He's like, definitely change it. But, like, you guys, like, the music sounds cool, but, like, yeah, that's that's not a good band. And he, like, actually gave me some uh That's real ideas. advice. And, I mean, at least he was honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the social media thing is pretty, and for me, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I constantly struggle between I don't want to be on social media and... I'm the band manager. I have to do all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if I wasn't in a band, I probably wouldn't have a Facebook or at least it'd be very limited. Yeah. I would just maybe have an Instagram because I I, I love Instagram Instagram and I I, I just use the band Insta as my thing and I'm like, I definitely enjoy Instagram because it's like, it's, it's a lot more simple than Facebook. You just post a picture and write a caption. And that's it. And I just, I don't don't do it every day. The captions have gotten hard, man. It's like, yeah. Now there's algorithms based on your caption. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've, like, done a little bit of research, and so now, like, every time I post something on the guardrail page, I'm like, hashtag punk, hashtag punk rock, hashtag pop punk, hashtag Chicago pop punk. Like, okay, so this I is something like, interesting, then, for me, because everybody does their own research on, like, the best methods for posting yeah, on yeah. Instagram. And, like, and so for you, is it to write a comment and then post your hashtags in the comment. Or, sorry, write a caption and then post your hashtags in the comment. 
Or See, do you so, put your hashtags in the actual caption? So I don't put it down. So, okay, so I do put the caption up, but I'll, I'll write what I want to write. Like, say it's like the flyer for a show. I'll just say like, hey, we're playing this show with this band. And then I, I do a space and put just like a dot or period or whatever. And then I do another space and then just all the hashtags. Okay. And... So, but, I, but I've heard the comment thing also works too, but I'm just like, I, mean, just I don't know, I own, see everyone doing it and I'm like, this for is... For my own person, I'm just like, ah, fuck it, I'll just do it, so then it's just like, I just press post and it's done, so then I don't have to go like, okay, now to go into a comment and uh, yeah. do all that shit. And then do an, a secondary post, essentially. Yeah, honestly. Um, when you do write your captions and your hashtags, mm-hmm. do you write your captions purely as just words or do you mix yeah. up hashtags in there and like, yeah no i don't i don't really put the hashtags in the actual caption i'll like tag is say so say like the show we're playing this friday it's like oh we're playing at you know at the 105 mm-hmm. with at the problematics at the CSS. so but i don't put any hashtags in there I will on Twitter because you're limited on that shit. So, mm-hmm. but we don't even really use Twitter that much. Like, no, unless, you're, unless you're super famous, I feel like Twitter's kind of dumb. Yeah, you have to have a huge following, or yeah. you have to get a, a nice retweet. Yeah, like honestly, off. my Twitter is just like stupid puns like, yeah. that I nice. think of. That four of them ended up being working titles for our song. But <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Can like pick your four favorite tweets of mine and just <laughs> name them." So, like, like the one song we have is. Is the working title is Shack Squatch, like just <laughs> dumb things that I think of like that. Is most of my most of my Twitter. So was your Instagram posting style based on your research then? Kind of yeah, um, and it's also too like there's weird like oh this is a better day to post this is a better time to post so it's like have you, you know, experimented between the different styles? A little yeah, you'll you'll post something and if you don't use any hashtags or anything it gets like you know maybe ten likes but you post something like. You know, maybe right before, like, like post something at maybe eleven a.m. Well, I follow time. the insides heavily. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't really, but um, I, I will skip a post if we'll miss our peak hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know that it's like oh, like if it's during the week, do it like right around lunchtime because then people are on their lunch break checking their phones and they see it. Well, I mean, it. just for us, it's, it'll be like we'll have five hundred followers at three p.m. And then it'll dip down between 3 and 6 to, like, you know, 300 followers. And then at 6 p.m., it'll kick back up to, like, 600 followers. And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, definitely, I'm going to post at 6 p.m. because there's 600 people. I do have a friend of mine who's, like, going to be kind of helping us out with some of that shit. And and she's super, like, she knows about all, all of that, what you're talking about. So I just, like, recently I gave her you know our logins and i was like all right nice. so you have see, see what you can do so yeah we're we're starting a team now with, with just her so far but you know i mean it's so still it's, a team it's an extra person who's out there and mm-hmm. doing it for you you know yeah like our friends the linda method who's bassist plays guitar for us we live. know them well well so I, danny knows them well. yeah I yeah went to uh i had class with fritz oh no shit yeah <laughs> fritz went to my high school he was a he was a freshman when i was a senior so uh, in my senior year yearbook, there's a picture of him with his like m- long metalhead hair <laughs> from, you know, when he was 14, 15. It's pretty funny, but... I used to work with Cody um, before he left. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, they, they had a dude, I don't know if he still does it or not, but they had a guy who was like the one kind of posting things Terrence. all the time. Terrence, yeah. Yes. And he like... Yeah, they're saying it's it's nice to have a guy who's just doing that, so then we can focus more on our music and not 
okay, like like doing marketing. And, yeah. yeah. This is something I was telling Danny and earlier today. I feel like it's getting difficult to continue to just be band manager and the musician and uh-huh. like all of the hats all the time. Because yeah. I'll, I'll get off of my day job and immediately I'll wear the manager hat, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let me start drafting up my Instagram post and thinking about my captions and replying, to replying all the emails and, like... Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, this is a lot. Like, Yeah. We all we all kind of, like, dabble into it. Like, we all have... We're all designers, we all, that helps. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, too. Like, all four of us are just, like, it's some sort of degree of designer. So, uh, so like, I... A devil in like the graphic design show where like I'm making a lot of the flyers and you know like kind of the social media um like materials and then um you know Ken's really good at web design and you know Alyssa does some marketing stuff and she she's really good at illustrating like she's done the last couple of snooze fest flyers like she drew those she's, like straight up she invented our little snooze fest skull dude you know wearing yeah. PJs and stuff and so you have a built-in team yeah. already. And Doug Brand does branding. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's perfect. That's, <laughs> that's his last name. So it's like if my name was like Kevin Customer Service, right? <laughs> Amazing. But alas, I was stuck with being Polish. So you guys have been together for a few years. Like how many lineup changes have you had? Like couple I, i've seen in your photos like you've had a fourth dude in your photos we've it? had two we've been through two lead guitars this is our third lead guitars okay so when i saw you guys a couple of months ago you were a three-piece did you mm-hmm. recruit we, a fourth yeah we did he's gonna okay. play at the show uh, yeah. this coming weekend he joined right before up. that but like he was he wasn't ready to play the show mm. he was still learning all the songs okay and stuff sense. so um we caught him up to speed he's been doing good we had we've had two guys before that and then drummers oh man oh yeah drummer has probably been our hardest position yeah same with us man our rhythm section has been a revolving door (laughs) yeah our drummers and bassists it's been mainly me and ken for the entire time and um you know we had a guitarist up until uh about a year and a half ago and then we recruited zach to be kind of be our fill-in and then we're just like, do you want to just fill in indefinitely? <laughs> so this is going to sound weird, but I feel like when we were joining and becoming a band, there was this scene and mm-hmm. we were never a part of it. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of bands from our scene are able to like, oh, we need a guitarist. And there's like, boom, they have a guitarist. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how did you do that? And they're like, oh, we just know people. Dude, it's been weird. I'm like, what? Um, do we not know anyone then? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, like now that we... You know, we, we're technically in the market for guitarists, but everyone that I think of, it's weird. I, I mentioned this on a previous podcast. Like, everyone I know who's, like, kind of a free agent plays bass. It's, it's <laughs> fucking weird. Like, when is... That's, like, the reverse Where the Yeah, where has this been the surplus of bass, bassists? It, like, I don't know where that came from. I'm, like, so we're trying to think, like, okay, so what about that? No, it's bass. Was, what about that? No, he's a bassist, too. Jesus. I mean... No, he's a bassist. Like, what the? F- <laughs> it's been weird, but um, we have been pretty. Like with the exception, with the exception of Zach, it's been mainly just like 
friends of ours. Like it, it hasn't so it's really not from been. That scene it hasn't cool. been like like I know Doug has played in bands cool. before, but Doug was a friend of our old guitarist Mike's from college. Yeah. And same with Alyssa. Alyssa also knew Mike from college. Like, um, Ken and Alyssa and Doug all went to NIU, and they all kind of like are friends of friends of each other. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so it's 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 just been sort of and, and our um our first. I guess like serious drummer that we had for a while because we had, we had a guy when we first started who was just like a Facebook friend of mine um, and he lasted for just like a few months and then he quit and then we recruited this guy who was in that Save Yourself band with me um, he was someone when we were in Save Yourself we found him on Craigslist and then, <laughs> Craigslist we love that and then he ended up just being our drummer for that band and then um, oh, he boy, jumped for Guardrail for a while and you know and it's it's just like it, we just knew him from that and it's so it's like we didn't like really pull anyone from other bands, like yeah. with the exception of Zach, really. And Zach's not even like a full on member, but yeah. And the London Method, I feel like, isn't really a part of that scene. That yeah, was... and that wasn't even a thing that was like, oh, like oh no, this guy from the London Method. It's like yeah, I kind of did, but we became friends with Zach because me and Alyssa went to the Punk and Drublick Fest out in Ohio a couple summers ago, and and he and his wife went out there. It was like him and Fritz and Terrence. And Zach and his wife, they were, we like met up with them out there and I didn't really know Zach at the time, but I knew Fritz. So we like rendezvoused to make sure we were like camping next to each other. So we were like, you know, kind of sharing the two campsites to make one kind of big one. And we were hanging out with them all weekend. And that's where I like, we really got to know Zach and like, he actually became friends with us. And then he ended up, when we needed a guitarist, we're like, you want to fill in on guitar for a while? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm down. (laughs) nice you know so we like we wouldn't have even been able to pull him from that had we not had that trip mm-hmm. where we just happened to coincidentally get to know him you know oh my so. god speaking of craigslist we've had our yeah. fair share of craigslist oh, fun stories hell yes um tell me at least one so the lost words music video our first music video ever <laughs> mm-hmm. uh we shot it without zarek okay. uh, and we didn't have a drummer at the time oh okay so we were reaching out to people on Craigslist, like, hey, do you want to be in a music video? We have this song, like, it's going to be legit, you know? <laughs> we auditioned all these people, and eventually we stuck with this guy, and uh, he lived out in the burbs, so, okay. like, three weeks before the video shoot, we go out to his house to meet him. We're like, all right, you're a cool guy. He's like, we spent four hours there, and, like, three and a half hours, we're just, like, we were just talking. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, we kept being like, hey, do you want to jam? Like, let's play the song. And he'd be like, no, no, it's cool, I got it. But like, it's, it's pretty simple, we'll work through it. But like, we're like, okay, dude, <laughs> sure, whatever. And then we started playing this song, and he like didn't really know it. And we're like, okay. Ugh. So we jammed through it, and taught it to him, and he's like, all right, cool. We didn't get to meet up for like, we met up once more. Well, Did we? Yeah, we met up once more. We came back to his house one more time, and we jammed. And then at that point, there was like a week till the video, whatever. We were still communicating. I never got this guy's phone number. Oh, yeah. It was just, like, Craigslist emails that we were just communicating with. Wow. And so, <laughs> day of the show, we had, you know, I told him, we had already talked about, like, everything that was supposed to happen. Shot the show, started the video. Mm-hmm. We had already talked about, like, you need to be here at this time. And he's like, I have work. You know, is it okay if I'm a little late? And we were like, yeah, a little late's fine. No big deal. Yeah. Um, or you're scheduled to be here at 4 o'clock. And so, 4 o'clock rolls up. You know, day of the video, I don't hear anything from him. We're like, oh. okay. Alex is like, where's your drummer? We're like, he's on the way. 
<laughs> so 4.30, Alex is like, where's your drummer? We're like, he's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> like 4.45, I'm like, oh my God. So I email this dude. I'm like, yo, dude, like, what's going on? It's like 4.45. You know, your call time was 4 o'clock. Yeah. Like, we're not going to start shooting until 5.30, but still, like, call time was 4. What are you doing? I haven't heard from you. No reply. I'm like, okay. 5 o'clock rolls around, Alex is like, you need to find a fucking drummer. Or, like, something has to happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're like, uh, what? He's like, do you know anybody here who can play drums? We're like, uh, no. <laughs> and so one guy was, like, Danny's best friend was like, I used to play drums a long time ago, but, like, I don't even know the song. And Alex is like, all right, whatever. Like, listen yeah. to the song, go figure it out. Do you have a drum set? We're like, no. <laughs> even, if, even if he doesn't have the kick, as long as he can hit the cymbals. And the snare, <laughs> yeah, that's really all it was, yeah. So yeah. they fly, like, to Danny's house to go get a kit, and, like, the guys listen to the song the whole way. Yeah, I'm, everything. like, air drumming, teaching him, like, all right, this is, like, I'm just cueing him, like, this is this cymbal, this yeah. is this part, you know, there's this here and there. Yeah, um, I was like, don't wow. worry about the kick. Like, it's just going to be, you know, drums up. <laughs> yeah, because at this point, I'm like, yeah, but it's not showing up. Like, we're, it's, just, it's not going to happen, so you know? we get there. We well, set everything up. Like, we haul ass. Like, this we guy fly to my it. house. Like, load up. Everything was already just, like, stocked up, too. Like, nothing. Everything was put away. So, just grab it, put it in the car, and go. So, we get there, and it's, like, same thing. Like, all hands on deck. I roll up. Everybody just start grabbing stuff. Go move it to wherever we got to shoot. We're shooting on a roof. So, yeah, like, take it up three like floors up. We set it up in the roof. Everybody's all set up. Everything, right? We're about to start playing. And a car rolls up. And, like, I look. I can see it off the roof. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And there's, like, drums in the car. I'm like, oh, God, please, I'm done with <laughs> So, we go down there, and homeboy shows up. It's, like... 545, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some start <laughs> like, we don't so lose a daily. Like, yeah. But, uh, he shows up and he's like, hey, I'm here. I was like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? And uh, Alex and everybody in my band is like, fire him. He has to go. We yeah. need to shoot right now. Yeah. I was like, bro, I could not just fire this guy. I'm not that cruel. Like, And so he shows uh, up. I'm like, uh, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, I'm here. And I was like, yeah, you're really no late. And he's like, um, yeah, sorry, I told you I was gonna get out of work late, and I was like, yeah, but I've been, like, emailing you, and this is, like, two hours late, man, yeah, like, for real, Jesus and he's Christ. like, I was like, you know what, but don't even worry about it, there's a kit upstairs right now, set up, let's go play, and he's like, okay, but my kid's in the car, and I was like, bro, fuck your kit, <laughs> like, <laughs> we need to play right now, and he's like, but my kit, I can't just leave my car, and I was like, your girlfriend's in the car. Can you ask her to park the car, dude? Like, come on. Like, we have to shoot right now. And he's like, but my kid. I was like, bro, this is the last thing I'm going to tell you. If you want to be in this video, right now, you need to go upstairs. Yeah. And he was like, but my kid. I was like, get the fuck out. Just go. Like, get the fuck out. And he's oh like, are you God. serious? I was like, bro, get out. Like, I don't have time for you. And he's like, I drove all the way here. And I was like, yeah, and you're two fucking hours late. And now you're talking to me about your kid. And we needed to shoot. Like, I don't have time for your trash, dude. Man, <laughs> Danny, my blood is boiling just hearing this story. So, Danny so sees during that time, in. so I went to go park my car. I was like, "All right, everything's in. Let me go park. I'm gonna run up, sling the base over me, and we're gonna start shooting." Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking up, like the car drives up, and like I'm getting closer, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's him!" So there, like the garage is open, and I'm like, "I see Ada coming down." I'm like, "This is gonna get ugly." I was like, "I'm gonna chill in here," so I was like in the garage. <laughs> Tucked into the garage and hid throughout the whole like, conversation. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, I was supposed to already be upstairs, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But wow. But yeah. Dude, like, so what's Dan's gonna... friend shot the video, and Alex made the best of it, and like... Well, shit, it fooled me, because <laughs> I saw the video, and it looked fine to me. Crazy, though. I, I was like, man, we're not doing this Craigslist shit again. Like, I can't. Oh, I fucking can't. Like, we found our uh, guitarist we got now from Craigslist, though, so we had yeah. like a horror no, story. No, that was band mix. band mix. Oh, Benji was band mix? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I mean... But holy shit, out. man. Like, I was, <laughs> I've never had to Gross. fire anybody. I never thought that I would be in a position to have to do so. Oh, but yeah. I was like, dude, get out. Get out. Like, <laughs> what was the first show that each of you went to? Like, first rock show you guys went to? You when, went to let's see. I was, this was like the, at the end of my freshman year in high school. Because, like, my parents didn't let me go to shows. My mom always thought, like, music was evil and, like, it's satanic. And I'm like, Mom, it's Blink-182. Um, satanic. Well, they got Satan on stage. <laughs> oh, <Kirsch>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck you in the ass, Tom. Um, but, <laughs> uh, so, like, I was, like, my friends would go to, like, shows and see Fall Out Boy back in the day and stuff. It's, like, seventh grade. I'm like, I want to go. And, like, yeah. my parents always like, no. Like, I never yeah, did. My folks were kind of the same. 12 way. years old, had no job, had no money. Um, but I had, this was this one year, I had torque knee cartilage playing baseball. And so I had to get surgery. And so this was, um, I think this was around that time. It was like, I remember I had like, it was like a follow-up appointment, like my last uh, one. Um, you know, just go see the doctor and just make sure, okay, like you're good. Finish your physical therapy, you know, all right, you've, you're healed right. You're good to go. And so on the way home, um, we took 290 because this was like a rush over there and like, like Taylor Street in Ashland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're listening on the, we were just listening on the radio and it was like Clapton was in town at the United Center. And okay, my dad's okay. like, hey, like, let's drive by and see, you know, pass by, see if there's any tickets or whatnot. So we pull up, um, he sends me out, I go to the box office and, um, you know, I ask like, what's left? Um, there's like, we got two floor seats left. And I remember my, oh, you know, I'm like, look at my dad, I'm like, he's like, get him like let's go so we get him we go in and it was eric clapton and steve winwood and wow. then it was dope it was awesome it was like united center floor seats i mean like we're just sitting there chilling see it all it's great and it's then a kick-ass for a show dude like, buddy right? guy comes out for the encore no and they're shit. just fucking just jamming for like 20 minutes actually. oh my god that's awesome but like the first like you know uh, like b- concert I went to where it was like you know just bands I like and I uh-huh. went because like I was with my dad and he's like you want to go to this I'm like alright cool like yeah, yeah I know, yeah. I know yeah. a few songs like this would be nice um, but like the first time I went to a concert I was like oh this is my shit um, it was Bleak's reunion tour and it was oh nice yeah it was like Panic at the Disco Fall Out Boy right before they broke up this was like Panic at the Disco right after like Pretty Odd came out um, nice. I was at that too because it was on my 20th birthday day. so it was a good birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And then, like, Blink's reunion tour. And it was yeah, like... <laughs> I, I hadn't seen them before before they split, yeah. so it was cool. That it, like, you know, I see... I, I ended up going to the Milwaukee day to that, too, oh, which shit. was, like, two weeks before Dang, that or something like that, or a week awesome. before that. But I, I, so I saw them there, and then I saw them on my... I, I was like, I couldn't believe that my favorite band got back together, their reunion tour, it's August 15th in Chicago. Damn. I'm like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I think I, I I bought a shirt that day. Was that the tour where they had um, they had like a different shirt for every city, and like each one had like a different design, like a different picture. I think so. Cause that one, um, it's like it's Mark with sunglasses, like singing. And it's like his face, 
Like it's like the mic. Yeah, I think so. I didn't. Because it says get, August, I think fifty. It was. I think it, it was that tour. I do remember that actually, <laughs> and I didn't get one of those shirts unfortunately, oh, but man. I got the, I got the regular tour shirt. Oh. I had them on the front of it. And I still stuff. got that. Was that when they were doing the pop up shops in Chicago? No, that was like when they came for Lollapalooza. Yeah, that was just a couple of years. That ago. was the only time I've ever been to Lollapalooza. Like I went to Lollapalooza. I still have never been. You're not missing much. Same. I was what I loved about yeah. it was this though. It's I was 23 at the time. Okay. So I go to Lollapalooza. I was like with my sister, some of her friends. I had other friends. I like ran into people that I knew there. Okay. Um, but you know I'm going around, you know, checking out like everybody's checking out these DJs and stuff, and I'm just chilling out. Like, I'm there waiting for Blink. Yeah. I'm just decked out all Blink shit. Like I'm here for Blink. <laughs> um and finally you know it's about that time and all my friends or like my sister and her friends like everybody split up like everybody that went to go see the killers or dj snake oh no and i'm like walk i was like okay cool and like they send me off they're like well you're gonna be by yourself take this blunt and go buy some beer you'll be fine <laughs> so i'm like walking around i got you're this like, blunt in my ear i got these two beers on me and i like run into a friend and i'm like oh shit like you know haven't seen you in a while like went to grade school with her ran into her a few times like like that same year a couple you know around that time and she's like oh i'm gonna go see dj snake and i'm like everybody i've talked to is saying that like i yeah she's like he's awesome you gotta check it out i'm like here to see blink peace so i go to see blink and i'm by myself i end up getting like you know pretty decently close and i like just find this ragtag group of people everyone's like yeah all my friends went to go see these people all my friends are the killers <laughs> and we're all just there we get to talking and me and this one other girl were like the only ones who were 23 okay. so everyone what's my age again every single time Nobody the chorus came out they like all would turn around and like point at us and stuff nice so it's like yeah, yeah like, all my friends left me nobody likes me this is great <laughs> man that's awesome and then like the, that whole weekend like i went to uh, two of my best friends got married I introduced cool. them to each other. So, like, I, you know, drive out there. Oh, nice. I missed, the, like, the rehearsal dinner because I went to go see Blink. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I go out there for the next day. I'm there for the weekend. I come back and get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I went, I was, like, when I saw they got announced for Lala, I was like, is this the year that I go to Lala? I and got then like I scored like two days before. I scored tickets to the Metro show that they did. Oh, I, I would have rather have gone to that. Dude, it was so cool to see that. Yeah, it's just thousand cap room or eleven hundred cap, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I was like right on the balcony right there because damn, all like, oh, damn, so you can see it. Oh yeah, shit, it was really cool. That's gotta be awesome. Yeah, and then the next <laughs> the next day, I went to the uh, to the pop up shop. I was like super tired because I yeah. went to that show and then had to work the next day. I worked all day and. Um, I was like, I don't even know if I want to go to this pop-up shop, like, whatever. I'm, like, super tired. My girlfriend's like, oh, come on, just, just, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go there with you. It's fine. And, of course, we go there, and Mark Hoppus is there with, like, his wife and his kid. And I was like, oh, my God. I saw his hair from outside. I'm like, oh, my God, Mark <laughs> Hoppus is in there. And then I, I got to see it. It was funny. I was like, I walk in, and I, I, I walk up to him. I kind of tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, Mark. And he, like, turns around, and he's like, yeah. I was like, hey, man, uh. I was at the show last night, and uh, he's like, oh, no way, me too. And I was like, he's, he's <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Were you, like, shaking? Were you just, like... Yeah, I don't get super starstruck. Like, it happens sometimes if I meet a celebrity kind of, like, uh, like unexpectedly. Like, I, I was in a movie theater a couple of years ago or something like that, and Jeff Garland was there. And I was like, <laughs> Jeff Garland? And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, hey, uh... <laughs> Big fan of you, man. Like, I, I love Curb. He's like, oh, thanks. Like, he was super, su- he was super sweet. But I was like, I got a little tongue tied there. But Dang. it wasn't like that. Like, we went to, <laughs> I bought the that blink flag and mm-hmm. 
went to Qdoba and I bought tacos. I was just standing there staring at my tacos like, what like, the oh fuck just happened? <laughs> like, it was, was amazing. He's like the reason I'm a musician. Dude, same, man. Like, cause the, blank. the video that got me was um, Wasting Time Live 1992 at like Soma or something. Like, back in the day, like they're throwing out free like shirts and yeah. the crowd and shit. And they start playing Wasting Time, you know, so they got that riff. And then, like, when the drums and the bass and everything kicks in, like, they both jump at the same time. And, like, yeah. you, like they're jumping around and you just see them, like, smiling, having like, so much fun. I'm like, damn, like, that right there is the key to life. Like, these guys figured it out. Yeah. And so after that, I was like, all right, I need to learn how to play guitar. I need to start a band. I need to play music. <laughs> that I talked was how... to Tom DeLonge on the phone once and cried. Really? <laughs> some of us, so this is high school again. Like, some of my friends went to go see Angels and Airwaves. They got backstage pass. He's like, yeah, you should come with us. I was like, I don't have any money. So, and you know, like, I asked my dad for money. He's like, no. And I'm like, oh. So I'm hanging out. <laughs> Not with my for Satan. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with my friends. We're chilling. And um, one of the, like, people at the show calls me. And I didn't know they were, like, going backstage and shit. Mm-hmm. And because they text me, like, hey, pick up your phone in five minutes. I'm like, okay. Let's see what's up. I'm like, hello. And it's just, like, Tom's high-pitched, hey. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> like, just, just completely, like, like, str- I didn't know what the fuck to say. I was like, holy crap, you're awesome. Like, you know, it was like <laughs> 10 seconds. And like, you know, my friend gets the phone back and whatnot. And like, I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like crying at this point. And my friend's like, what the fuck, man? And yeah. I'm just like, I was like, not cool, man. They're like, ooh. I'm like, down along. What's that? I'm like, oh, jeez. What's that? It's like, they were like into Blink the way I was into Blink. Yeah, they were like, I mean, before I kind of discovered Blink, I was into, like, pop music. Like, my first show that I ever went to was when I was 10, I went to the Backstreet Boys. Nice. Dang, that's awesome. But, like, <laughs> but, like, what a show. <laughs> I bet it's like a performance, right? Oh, yeah. More than a show. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never been to a concert before, so it was like, they were flying around on wires, and, yeah. uh, you know, it was crazy. And then I didn't go see a rock show until Warp Tour 06. It was, nice. like, my first nice. rock show. But, like, you know, when I saw Blink on TRL and stuff like that, I'm like, these guys are, like, normal dudes like but before then like my dad's into like metallica and scorpions and oh god aerosmith and shit like that so it's like oh shit regular people you know as a nine ten year old kid regular people could be rock stars quote unquote i'm like oh shit okay so you don't have to have some sort of like queer like weird uh like uh, super ability or some yeah. your you know some weird gift or anything like that so it was cool. Like I, I remember on TRL, there was one time they, were, they had Blink doing like a bicycle race through the fucking TRL studios, and like Travis goes <laughs> first and he like crushes, and then Tom's like, "Who's this guy next to me?" They're like, "It's your bandmate, Mark." He's like, "Can I get a new one?" And I thought that was the funniest fucking Mark thing. Mark was naked for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> with the goggles. <laughs> but just like seeing them just be like normal people, just like fucking around. I'm like. That, that, that's what fun. made me fall in love with punk rock yeah nice. you know just cause I'm like it's the most genuine genre of music that I had seen and that's what I love about the Swellers too it's like mm-hmm. you know you'd go see them like they're just some regular dudes you know they're there it's like it's real music it's like blood sweat you know all of that stuff it's like, like yo anybody can do this shit go yeah. find yourself a band do it it's, it's crazy cause the first time I you know we got in contact with Nick and he was like, here's my cell. Like, give me a call. We'll hash this out. I'm like, okay. So then we, like, at band practice one day, we just, I called him on my phone, put him on speakerphone, and he was talking to us like we were just, like, we were old friends. Yeah. I was like, that was cool. What a cool guy. <laughs> this, is good, this is a good idea. I'm glad we fucking did this. And, and like, it's funny. He, like, since we had stickers on him, with, then had Paul Rudd on him. Nice. <laughs> so... 
there was a, like, literally the day before we went out to Michigan this past time, uh, uh, his kid wanted to watch his quote-unquote baby show, and Nick was watching the Hot Ones episode with Paul Rudd on it, and he's like, you don't want to watch Paul Rudd, and his kid's crying, he's like, no, Paul Rudd, baby show! So I was like, dude, we were dying at your fucking Instagram story yesterday because here, and I gave him a sticker with Paul Rudd's face. I was like, that's amazing. So now whenever, like, Paul Rudd comes up with his kid, he's just like, he sends me a video of his kid going like, Paul Rudd. He got his kid like an Ant-Man action figure. He's like, that's Paul Rudd. He's like, Paul Rudd. <laughs> it's like, that's so weird that, like, yeah, fucking, you know, seven years ago, you know, Nick was this dude that I, like, looked up to and was like man i want to be in a band like him and now we're like homies it's like it's really cool that yeah you know and if i was like some pop singer or something like that it would i wouldn't be like that you know it it wouldn't be like that Mm -hmm. it's really cool we got uh the nick idea from you guys when we first went up there and oh yeah yeah through the two singles and because we were shopping around for like places to record Mm -hmm. and when i saw you guys did it i was like Nick Dinner, like, the Swellers Nick Dinner? <laughs> and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. I bet Danny would be really stoked to do this. <laughs> and so, I, one and day I was like, like... I mean, I guess. Yeah, I was like, hey, uh, so just a little, uh, just seeing how you feel about it, but, uh, you ever heard of this Nick Diener guy? You want to work with him? <laughs> like, wait, how do you know that name? <laughs> what? This is an option? I didn't, like, I, like, had heard he was doing this stuff. But I didn't know that, like... It was feasible that for was regular possible. musicians. Like, right. I never thought, like, these guys would be like, hey, yeah, let's go to Michigan and record with Nick Diener. And I was like, wait, what? Like, we're thinking outside of the box now, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a couple of, couple of bands from out here that had recorded with him. So, so I was like, I wonder how, like, what his rates are and all that shit. And I ended up just, we just sent him an email. And he was like, yeah, sound, I listen to your stuff on Spotify. He said, he's like, I think we can make some beautiful music together. Let's let's." Let's, yeah, that's when he gave me his phone number. And nice. It was it was super cool, you know. We never heard Ada's uh, first show you ever went to. Oh, yeah, uh, that's your first show, Ada. My first show, the headlining band was Every Avenue. Oh, nice. Um, I grew up like Daniel in a home where, and it still is to this day. My yeah. parents struggle with it, but music is a sin, and you're not supposed to do it, and like I'm supposed yeah. to listen to it, and like. Jeez. We still have this, like, argument where I'm, like, I'm a musician, and they're, like, that's not bringing you any closer to God, and I'm, like, I don't need him, who are you? (laughs) 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 But, like, because of that, I never got to go to concerts or anything, and so I was, like, 19, and my first show was an Every Avenue show. I had scrounged up a few bucks together, and there were six bands at the Metro. Nice. It was Amelie, Sing It Loud, There for Tomorrow, The Secret Handshake, in every avenue. Damn, that's awesome. They were on the Rock Yourself to Sleep tour cool. by Motel 6. I remember Damn. that shit. <laughs> I went to one of those that was like a bunch of hardcore bands that was like before any of those bands were super huge. It was like Alisana was okay. opening, or they were the, the headliner, and the other bands that were on the bill were like Memphis Mayfire, Skylit Drive, Sleeping with Sirens, Attila. Damn. And I want to say there's like one or two other ones. Bring Yourself to Sleep. Too. Yeah, really. It was like before any of those bands were like huge and like playing the main stage of work tour and shit you know Damn. yeah it was it was Jeez. wild i remember seeing attila going this is fucking awesome and then i was there and so i'm like oh like, that's <laughs> what he was saying the why yikes <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty cool that's pretty cool it was a great time i mean for me it was 
in my opinion, I feel like it kind of shaped me as a musician. I didn't even... Yeah. I didn't even really listen to any of those bands, I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. I had just, like, heard a couple of Every Avenue songs on Last FM back in the day. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know, like, two Every Avenue songs. Maybe I should go to a rock show. Yeah. And I went, and I was blown away by the opener, Emily. I was, like, through the roof. They were The singer is one of the best singers I've ever heard, and still is to this day. I don't think I've ever really listened to them. I They're not a band I The name sounds familiar. Like, they were a band I definitely like, heard them in, like, the pure volume days. But like, yeah. <laughs> they were I, I couldn't name the song. They, cool. they were just, and, like, I was just like, oh, my God. This is what a real singer is like. Yeah. And then Therefore Tomorrow got up there. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but... I saw them open up for Amberlin once, and it They're was good. The singer, yeah, Michael really Miley, good. is really good. And I yeah. was like, oh, man, I want to be a singer. And, like... <laughs> and I remember leaving the show, and my friend had bought me the Amelie CD. Because it was five... It was the cheapest CD. Yeah. Like, every, every other band's was, like, 12 bucks. I was like... Yeah. Or barely made the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> my friend bought me the Amelie CD, and the guy who sold it to me was like do you want me to get the band to sign it for you? And I was like, well, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. well, uh, the singer's behind you. And I was like, what? And I like took two steps back and I like, bumped into the dude. And I like looked at the CD cover and he was on. I looked back at him and I was like, <laughs> you're the, uh, 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 uh. He's oh like, God. yeah, you want me to sign it for you or something? I was like, yeah, dude, like, please. And have, you, have you ever had personally like a moment like that where like someone who was at a show that you were playing was like, holy shit, you were on stage. Like, have you ever had anything like that? Or? Um, outside of shows. Outside of shows? Yeah, but never at a show. That's cool. Outside of shows, I've had a person be like, you fucking played that bar down the street the other day? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I did. That's weird. Do you, are you a regular? That makes, that makes your <laughs> fucking day when that shit happens, man. Like, man, I, we played this show once. Um, I've told the story a thousand times, but I'll, I can tell you guys when we're done with this, but... Um, we, we opened up for Waster and nice. Pavements, yes. and, um, like, you know, Pavements, they're, they're one guitar player, or maybe it's a bass player, I, I think they swapped, they're like a three-piece, and they, I think I'm swapping bass, and, and then swapping lead vocals, it was, it was kind of cool, but, um, but he was an, he's an actor who's in that MTV Teen Wolf show, wow. so, like, all his fans are, like, 13-year-old girls, so there's, I, like, I always say, like, I've never seen so many X's on hands at one of our shows, but, <laughs> oh my um, God. but this, like, group of little 13-year-old girls, like, ran up to, to me and Alyssa, and they're like, oh my God, you guys were awesome, and especially, like, being 13-year-old girls, seeing a girl up on stage was, like, super cool for them, and, like, yeah. they came up to Alyssa, and then they, and then they saw me, and they were like, oh my God, you too, and they were, like, freaking out, like, you're famous, like, can we get pictures with you? And they were like going crazy. And I'm like, yeah. We have one and fan. It was, like it was that. cool. And like they still they I, I saw some of those girls followed us on Instagram. They still like all all the things that we post. <laughs> every it, this was over a year ago now that this happened, but it was it was, it was super cool. I'm like, man, they don't know. I'm like going home after this and like and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna tell my girlfriend about that. She's gonna be like, okay, you're talking about this girl a bit much now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my girlfriend was my girlfriend was there and she was like she thought it was adorable. She's like, all oh, these little girls think you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be like super inspirational for them, you know. Like you said, it's like you they see a girl up there, you know. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the first time I ever saw I don't know, it's not the first time, but like you don't you wouldn't see that often. You know, you go to all these shows, and these underground, dingy, little, poorly lit punk rock shows, and it's yeah. like, there's all these dudes with tattoos and, you know, beards and shit, 
And then you go and you see, like, a girl up there, and, like, being a girl, you're like, holy crap, like, I can do this. Like, this scene is not just for the guys. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's got to be really, really cool. Yeah, it's it was it was definitely a cool thing. Being, there were so many girls at that show because of, of Tyler Posey. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they all got to witness us, and we're able, like, I, I'm hoping that, you know, if, if one girl in that crowd was, like, inspired enough to be like, I want to play guitar, like, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, that it's, so cool. it's really cool when it should happen. <laughs> yeah, um, we have one fan who's like that. The next she's she's yeah. great. She shows up to all the shows and That's like awesome. the first time she met us, she was like, Oh my god, I've been following you guys on Twitter and like <laughs> I've been loving everything you do and she asked us for an autograph and a picture and like I was like, Damn, yeah. are you serious? Are you trolling me right now? <laughs> like <laughs> I remember making a sh- a joke at that show saying like, you know, we're we got a couple of shirts and stuff for sale, but, like, buy the stuff from the other bands because they're not, you know, Wasters not even from this country, and I can literally take the bus home from here. And everyone laughed, and I was like, I am not joking. I have taken the bus to the kitchen before, um, and I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I live really close to Subtee now, mm-hmm. like, three blocks. And yeah, so, you were saying you live in Wicker Park. I used to live, like, just south of Wicker Park, like, Damon and Augusta. So oh, man, yeah. I literally would take the Damon bus up to Belmont and just walk over to Bee Kitchen. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we did that uh, for a show. For Will Matt and Wolf Road, they played there last month with uh, yeah, Danny and Designer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a weird show. It was, <laughs> like... I imagine, because it was, like, rap and then also, like... Well, it was, like, punk band, punk band. Two rap artists. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. The vibe <laughs> completely changes. Like, yeah. See, it was night. a sold-out event, yeah. but, like, it didn't get full until the rap artists started playing, which I was like, what? Interesting. Okay, cool. These are two great bands. Fuck up. We have been talking for long enough, um, so I guess to wrap this shit up, you have an EP release show this upcoming weekend i'm gonna have this hopefully edited within the next day or so so this this should be up by then so um tell the people about that yeah this saturday march 7th uh, we're gonna be playing downstairs sub t our uh ep release show for our ep headspace we're gonna be joined along by our friends in fluorescence uh the region from the outer skirts of chicago and indiana Mm -hmm. and we're bringing in the day after they're from Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. I'm Facebook friends with one of those dudes. And yeah, and they're an amazing they're awesome. band. Oh, my God. I get to see them. Their so. energy is... I've never seen a band of that caliber with that much energy. And they won yeah. the Bayside Contest in Indiana. Yeah. And like I'm, like, so stoked to see these dudes. Because I saw them play at the Action Adventure release show. Oh, okay. Um, a little while back. So now to have them on our show and really, I guess, getting the crowd hyped up for us, it's yeah. just like, wow. That's so cool. We That's reached awesome. out to them on a whim. We were like, hey, do you guys want to do the show? They were like, hell yeah. <laughs> they were like, honestly, for Snooze Fest this year, they were like my, like the next band I would have asked to be on had a band fell through. Yeah. And they were, because they, they reached out to me and I was like, I think we're good. Um, but if this band doesn't get back to me, then you got to spot. But then that band got back to me. So, yes. but um, I would love to play with them. Maybe maybe in their neck of the woods. Yeah. Maybe maybe the two of us can go out to their neck of the woods and that, that's the goal. That'd know? be sick. That'd and be so hopefully the show will sell out probably by halfway through this week. As of right now, yeah, sure. more than 
65% of the tickets are gone. There you go. So, yeah, that, that room's small, too, so yeah, get yeah. at it. Make sure that shit doesn't sell out on you if you're trying to go to this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and the, the EP had spaces everywhere. and Everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, all the stuff. Well, sick. I was uh, listening to it again today while I was washing dishes, and perfect dishwashing music for you guys uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no it's it's a it's a great record uh i always i always also end this with um with playing a song by whichever band i'm talking to so which of those four bands would you want me bands wow which of those four songs would you want me to play and uh and then talk to, talk a, a bit about it just just real quick um i'm gonna have to say See, it's like, do we tell you to do the singles? Because those are the popular ones, you know? Or, like... <laughs> what's, what's one? Like, I don't care. Whichever one. Whichever one. Person... I guess I'm just going to go ahead and say Small Hands, Small Spaces. Because okay. it's the it's easiest to talk about, that's, for sure. That's the single, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the lead single. And um, is that the one with the music video with the mm-hmm. Craigslist fiasco? No, no. no, no that, no, was, no that, that was the previous That was the previous music? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That was two videos ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that song, definitely, because it just not only means the most to me personally um but i feel that for our band Mm -hmm. it has been the biggest thing that we've ever done and has truly opened so many doors for us um we're gonna that's the one with the whistles in it right yeah i love that shit it landed (laughs) us a spot and i'll turn i saw you guys do that live i was like oh shit whistle solo (laughs) well we weren't gonna do it but nick was like no actually put it in the song like that's fresh yeah that's a cool thing that was something when i was watching you guys play because i never actually like listened to you guys really until I saw you guys at Sub T at that one show back in December, and I was like, when I saw you guys start start whistling, I was like, damn, I wish we did that. <laughs> I we, wish we did. We almost didn't do it. It was like, this was the final day. We're just sitting there listening. To no, everything. I've always had the whistle in the well, song. No, but we almost like we had like almost forgotten about it. Yeah. Because like we had already done all the vocals. Everything was wrapped up, and we're just sitting there like, uh, guys, there's a tornado like a mile away. Um, let's hurry up and <laughs> oh, listen to this and make sure we right, got everything. <laughs> So, like, we were listening to the song, and then, like, that part came up, and, like, you know, just to ourselves, like, we start whistling and humming, we're like, oh, shit, we didn't record that. So, like, had to, like, all right, hurry up, get back in there, set up really quick, let's not get killed by a tornado, and just knocked it out really fast, and that was, like, the last thing we did after that was... That makes it even more special, the fact you almost died doing it, Yeah, and it's truly changed my life, I feel like, I'm such a... In a weird way, the song is about being antisocial, uh-huh. but ever since I've written and released it, I feel much more social than I've ever been. That's, that's cool, because it's kind of like a like therapy in a way. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And those are always, like, the the best songs, the ones that, like, are really true to you, and and uh, it's cool that you, got, you were able to kind of channel that. I mean, it, I, it like, this is going to... Sounds crazy, but for me, I feel like it like saved my career as a musician. Because yeah. when I was eighteen, I made this promise to myself. I was like, "All right, buddy, like you want to do this music thing? You've got eight years to make something that you're <laughs> proud of happen. And if nothing happens in those eight years, you need to go find another passion, or like yeah. you need to just do something else." And my golden birthday was this year, yeah. and I turned twenty six, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I I haven't you know nothing's happening." Yeah. And that song came out and. You know, we're going to be an alternative press in this coming month. And I'm like, nice. holy shit. Like, I think I'm finally fucking proud enough to be like, That's awesome. we're going to continue to do this. Like, That's cool. I'm glad that you didn't give up because it was awesome. And it's like, 
I've only I've only known you guys for a couple of months now, but like yeah, you guys are solid dudes. You got a solid band, and I'm stoked to see what happens. Thank so. you, thank, thanks, man. We're honestly stoked to be here and stoked to get to know you guys more in the future as well. For sure, for sure. Hopefully, we'll play some shows. I know we had our record release show plan that ended up uh, we had to bail on because of the Bowling for Soup show that got announced <laughs> today but but um, yeah maybe uh, hopefully soon we'll, we'll make something like that yeah. happen yeah but, absolutely we'll but well shit thanks for coming out and, and hanging out with me for a while and drinking my Bud Lights <laughs> this was awesome man. honestly <laughs> yeah. the, the most I would say the best podcast we've been on yeah this is super chill thank you yeah. I mean this is podcast that's what too, I aspire to, <laughs> to to be is uh just just come hang out you know yeah it's just fucking chill alright here's uh the the hit single from four stars small hands small spaces I almost said it the wrong way so I'm glad <laughs> that you said it <laughs> alright cheers guys <laughs> Does it make me a bitch If I don't wanna socialize I'm stuck in a glitch A myriad of paradigms And I can't help my awkward self Put the blame on anyone else I'm half stoned and I don't wanna go out My patience has been burning through drought And I had lots of plans for the day I'll text to send my failings away So why do I wanna be alone Even when I'm lonely And why do I wanna stay home Even though it's boring And I won't make another excuse For anxiety and self-abuse
<coughs> oh, Jesus. I was just about to start talking, and then that happened. Uh, yeah, awesome times. I feel like I really got to know those dudes. Um, a lot of parallels with uh, with us working with Nick Diener and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's crazy that... Um, you know, at least Ada, this is his, he, I don't know if he mentioned it in the episode or not, but I know he mentioned it to me on the way out. He said, like, that's, this is his first band. So for that being his first band, um, you know, I, I feel like they've got something there and uh, it's it's great to hear. Uh, their release show will be, you know, again, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out. Um, it's tomorrow, March 7th at Subterranean. I'm going to try my best to be there. Uh, it should be a good time. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on this thing if you haven't already. So this way, every time we put up an episode, it just pops right up into your account and you're ready to listen. Um, you know, it, Also, you know, give us some reviews and, and some ratings, whatnot. Uh, Ken had a really good one <laughs> that he put up. Uh, he gave me four stars. Oh, shit, four stars. Get it? Because of the band that I just talked to? Um because he was like, five stars? Come on. <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, and, um, yeah, like like the social media pages, you know, at SOL Podcasts. Uh, you know, find us on Facebook here. Uh, you know, go to the Guardrail ones as well. Instagram is at Guardrail Sucks. I believe the Twitter is that as well. Uh, Facebook is at Guardrail Chicago. They wouldn't let us have sucks in the URL, so, you know. Uh, and then my own Instagram as well is Naughty Jacuzzi. And um, we'll see you guys at the shows. Uh, got a couple episodes planned, so hopefully they all work out. And uh, hopefully we'll be announcing a, an actual, you know, legit official release show for the new Guardrail EP. Um, you know, we, we had one scheduled for the Friday after the Bowling for Soup show. Um, but then we got that Bowling for Soup show, so we are postponing that probably till mid-May. I'll let you know. That should be it. It's March. Um, that's all I have to say about March. <laughs> all right, later. Later.